Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, then. Here we are. I never know what words to say to start it. Like, we could do that thing, you know, where people, like, um, start it the same way every time. Like, yeah. real professional, but that's not us. Nah. So instead, I'll just say some know. weird words, like okie dokie, or I don't know what. But um, this is episode number 44, which is actually kind of dope to think about. 44 episodes in. Um, we've been doing this for 44 weeks um i guess sort of like in the very beginning we recorded a bunch at once but um well yeah we're coming up on we're coming up on 52 yeah putting it out putting out the vibe for almost a year now um (laughs) which is which is pretty exciting and you know that it's coming up on a year uh because we tracked our first few episodes um last time uh, nate was here in studio which is sad you got to get back up here um during last year's bassmaster classic and now we're all getting geared up for this year's Bassmaster Classic, which is less than a month away, uh, which is which is pretty exciting. And I want to I know it's played out and I know everybody probably does it in the fishing world. But I do kind of want to do like a Bassmaster Classic, like preview episode, give our predictions, give our like who we want to win. Um, I don't know that there could be a stronger favorite than than Christy this right. year. Right. Like yeah. it, it, it's just yeah. not possible. Like I can't remember the last time somebody fished a classic, maybe Casey Ashley. Um, but I mean, otherwise like, uh, yeah, he's just gotta be the favorite times five. But, um, anyway, we could do that in a couple of weeks. I think that'd be kind of fun, but yeah, you know that we're up on a, a year of doing this because now we're like back to kind of where we started, yeah. like on the calendar, which is rad. So, um, Nate, can you believe we've been doing this for almost a year? 
No, nah, I really can't. Uh, I well, I guess I can, but I'm I'm more so proud of the consistency. Like it's been, like like you said, Lola, it's been 44 weeks straight that we've put out an episode. Yeah, so wild. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty dope. We've uh, we've stayed on top of it. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's more work than I think we were expecting it to be, and that's not. But you're like really a, good at the work. Like we do the podcast part, yeah. the three of us, yes. and then Jordy does like the mixing and the editing if there's editing there and making the cover art and all of the things yeah so i enjoy it it's fun yeah. it is work but it's it's fun it, and it's uh it's rewarding and, and i do think like what a lot of people have told us like if you want to grow your podcast which we do um the number one key is consistency like just you can't miss weeks because if you miss one miss two people are going to think you're not a thing anymore um and then whatever so we've been working really hard to um consistently put stuff out Tonight for episode 44, uh, we're really excited to have uh, Brendan Brown, Brendan Brown from Brown Bait Co. Uh, This is an idea we had originally like forever ago um, where we were going to talk through. I think we've only done one so far on frogs, um, but where we were going to do lure specific or like Mm -hmm. style kind of technique specific uh, episodes. And to have a dude like this on this episode to walk us through the world of swim bait fishing. And I don't mean like boot tail swim bait. I mean like large swim bait, um, be that hard bait, soft bait, whatever. Uh, this right. is going to be dope. And so we're sort of approaching this. I think this should be pretty beneficial to a lot of people, but we're kind of approaching it like a swim bait 101 fishing. Yeah. So if you've seen it's perfect for me because I know nothing. Sure. <laughs> uh, Nate, Nate said the same thing when we were texting about it. He's like, I don't know anything, so this will be great. Um, but if you've ever seen dudes, um, Chris Zaldane, um, Milliken, uh, Brandon Polinick, Kyle, Kyle Yakumson, uh, oh. these, these, even Ike throws them. Um, if you've seen these oh, dudes yeah. throw these big baits, it's getting more and more popular, more and more like widely accepted. It's been a thing out on the West Coast forever, um, but you're seeing these big baits. And if you've ever seen those and thought to yourself, man, that would be fun, but also felt a little like, gee, where do I start? Like this is bigger rods, bigger reels, thicker line, expensive lures. Like how do I get this ball rolling tonight, dude? Tonight is for you. Um, and so I'm excited to talk about swim bait stuff. And I'm also really excited to talk about Lola and I, if you're, if you're watching this, if you're not, you should switch over to YouTube right now. Um, you should, you should see that Lola and I are matching. Oh, I was like, where are we going with Yeah. Look at how cute we are, dude. So cute and matching. Yeah. So Lola, why are we wearing the same, um, crew neck? Well, our favorite place, Guac and Roll. That was the funniest transition ever. (laughs) Why are we wearing, well, well, well. Tell you, um, we went to Guac and Roll today, and we went with point, point, point. Yeah, we went with Shout children out. and Jordy's mama, De Niños, and we got just you know the best food ever. Dude, it's always good. It's always, always good. And always, today was yeah. my best I've ever had there. Oh my god! Which is saying something. And it's again, if you're good. anywhere near like North Central Wisconsin, go to Guac and Roll, get the Barstow Burrito. Today or I the got Barstow it. Burrito Bowl. Yeah, today I got it. Sans lettuce, because I just don't like when lettuce gets warm and wilty. That's really icky to me. Like, that's not a good vibe. And I, I'm probably the minority there. I think most people get lettuce in their burrito. Um, but you get it without the lettuce. And then I got it with birria meat. 
Bidia um, meat. Bidia. And then, of course, I dumped on the fire, which is the second hottest hot sauce which they have. Which our daughter, Kennedy, yeah. loved. Our 14-year-old just went to work on it. She's I was like, so oh, I proud of her. Just... Yeah. Um, but <laughs> gosh, awesome. it was incredible. Yeah. Like, like legitimately 1 to 10, it was like a 9.9, and it might have just been a 10, but incredible. Yeah. All right, Everything anyway, so we went to Guacanole. Point. Um, and we were eyeing up their cute merch and cause they have a t-shirt, a hoodie, and then a crew neck sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these are so cute. And our kids are like, can we please get them? And I'm like, okay, there are a hundred of you. So no. Um, yeah, y'all finance <laughs> y'all, y'all do, y'all right. do merch finance. Um, and I was like, well, right. maybe we will. And then as we're leaving, Carlos was like, Hey, my dad wants you guys to have these. And he gave us each, he gave us each a free a crew, crew neck. neck. And if you don't remember, Carlos was on episode like 30 something. Yeah. Um, as the owner of guac and roll, because you know, we're tackle and tacos. And so we had an actual like taco expert on it. That we're episode not sponsored was, by them. We just no, love them. we just love it. This is not like a forced plug. It's just a really dope restaurant with really cool honest, hardworking people. And we're gonna take him fishing. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he, he said he wants to go oh, fishing. That's awesome. Summer. Yeah. He, he goes, I don't have patience for like sitting there with a bobber. I'm like, well, we don't do that. Uh, like, we fly up and down the lake at 70 miles an hour and fish hard and whatever. Yeah. He goes, oh, I'll try that. I'd yeah. be down for that. So, but and anyway. He's wearing cool shoes today. Yeah. He's wearing high Jordan ones, yeah. uh, white and like burgundy. Um, but shout out to Carlos, the whole guac and roll family. Thank you so much for the crew necks. Um, and it's dope too. It's like, it's actually embroidered. It's oh, not, the uh, inside? it's not, yeah, it's like the super, is like super soft. it's like felty or something. It's like that old pickup line. Do you remember that eighth grade, that eighth grade pickup line? Hey, girls, is that shirt felt? She'd be like, no. And I'm like, you want it to be? (gasps) I've never heard that, you creep. Oh, that's a good one, dude. I use that on everybody. (laughs) I use it on my buddies in eighth grade. They'd be like, dude, stop. On your buddies? Okay. I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, it's a throw blankie. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's super soft on the inside. It's not like felt. Or whatever. Do you, you want felt. it to be? Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, so shout out Guac and Roll. We love y'all. We love your food. Again, for real, we're not sponsored. We have no like obligation to do this other than it's yummy. It's incredible. Yeah. Dude, if you're anywhere near here, go to Guac and Roll go. in downtown Eau Claire. It is so good. Prices are good. Food you is fresh. Yeah. Clean, rad spot. Nate, when's the last time you had some good Mexican? Uh good Mexican. It's been it's been a little bit, probably about Uh-oh. a week. Probably, it's been probably about a week since I've had Too good long. Mexican. Now, Too matter of fact, I'm sorry. You've had crappy but, Mexican since then, though. Well, last night I had some not the greatest, oh, but no. it was well, it was good. See, I made some tacos at home and uh-huh. uh I tried out a new taco seasoning mix deal. Here I got this, that's uh, risky. That is risky. Fire, maybe fire and smoke or fire society oh, yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. smoke no, society no, or whatever no, that don't. one is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's I've never seen like their their bag. So that's no, I see yeah, it. so that's the seasoning mix. And it yeah. was like, you know, your typical seasoning mix, but instead of adding water, you were supposed to add tomato sauce, like three quarter cup tomato sauce oh, instead okay. of adding water. Yeah. I did I did it. Um I didn't care for it. And I kept okay. eating it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept eating it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just, it's good, but it's just different. Maybe, yeah. And then I thought maybe I didn't care for it. Um, but then I ate it all and it was, it was actually decent. So, yeah. I'm not, uh, <laughs> but then I ingested it just, all of yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It was just when I'm sorry. When you have the packets, you're supposed to add water. Yeah. It's supposed to be I like mean, an I don't... almost like saucy seasoning thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I yeah, mean, so, I, yeah. I usually just make my own yeah, seasoning. Really like I just, do our own seasonings yeah. but i have used a packet before i didn't read directions because i thought it was just the seasonings that you needed and you just throw it in yeah i think all of those like are are like water yeah. like the, the yeah. What, yeah. what's that brand that everybody talks about with the white people tacos 
uh, Ortega, Ortega or Ortega. Yeah, yeah, totally. A little square Ortega package. Yeah, some water. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Huh. But so, yeah. So it said you could add water or the tomato sauce. I did the tomato sauce because I happened to have some in the house. Okay. And, uh, and you regret it? it, it I don't know. It grew on me. It was decent. I might, I, we got some meat left in the, in the house. I'll probably, I'll probably finish it off. You know, okay. Okay. Put it, yeah. eat it with some chips. That's what we should start doing is eating on the show. No, we shouldn't. That'd be <laughs> right? awful. Oh my gosh. Hearing I, the crunching. I asked and like, the kids, <laughs> I was like, do you think it'd be okay if I brought this popcorn out to podcast? And all of them were like, no, that'd be awful. Yeah. I was it like, turns oh, out like yeah. a gross. Okay, what is that called? AS. AM, a- ASMR, AS, ASMR, where people do like weird sound stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm not into it, dude. Yeah, I'm not into it. Yeah, I'm not into it at all. Uh, Nate, what did you, uh, what, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Because in podcast world, when this drops on Taco Tuesday, which again, every podcast we put out drops on Taco Tuesday, 5 a.m. Um, on all the major networks, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that stuff, and then also video on uh, the Year Turbs every Your every terms. five every, every Tuesday at 5 a.m. So, um, in podcast world, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I sadly, sucky, stinkly will be out of town. I'm still doing training, and so I gave Lola uh, some stuff today, just a little, you know, just like a kind of a stereotypical little like but it chocolates was so and flowers. Cute and unexpected. And, yeah, yeah. But I think you're real Aww. nice. I like you. I'm so glad we match our shirts. Uh, but Nate, what are you doing for Valentine's Day, dude? Uh, honestly, we probably won't be doing a whole lot on Valentine's Day with it being Wednesday or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I've got to work. Wife's got to work, uh, and she works like. Okay. Late second shift, so we'll probably do something. Uh, you know, it would in the coming weekend go out to dinner and just uh spend some quality time together. Be yeah, about it, so. yeah, that's what's up. I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I, you'll sorry, you'll be out of town, but I will have our kids, yeah. and so I'll probably do something fun with them. Maybe we'll make like a homemade pizza in the shape of a heart and yeah. bake cookies or. Yeah. Something. something cheesy, fun, yeah. cutesy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not, yeah. dude? For sure. So we're gonna bring our guest in here in just one second. But I do want to say before we do, um, Brendan, we're sorry we're taking so long, man. We appreciate you. We see you sitting back there just chilling. <laughs> I feel like a total jerk, um, taking so long. But um, we're pretty excited about something that we can't. What? Oh, uh, what's that one? Well, that doesn't really work, wow. but sort of. That that noise sort of works. Um, but we have a. New sponsor coming on board for Tackling Tacos. And one thing that I've said from the giddy up, and it will never change, literally never change. And if it does change, I will stop doing this podcast entirely. Um, But we will never go out looking um, for sponsors like little kids wanting candy. Like, hey, we we have a show. Give us free stuff. Pay us. Like, we're we're just not, you know, like if if it's an organic. We don't do that? No. I'm just kidding. I will with Duke Cannon, but that's the only (laughs) exception. Right. That's Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, though. Uh, But um, if sponsorships occur, like, in a natural, like, fitting way, then, like, we're all cool with it if it's stuff we believe in. You know, like, like no disrespect to Brett Favre or whatever, but when he started endorsing that, like, ear hair trimmer on national TV, like, that ain't it. I'm not doing that. Uh, I just, you know, that ain't my, that ain't my shtick. And so we have was, a sponsor. He was, he was all clean in the back of the neck. With yeah, he was. Too, you gotta clean it up. Yeah, you do, but you ain't got to put your name on it. That's embarrassing, dude. Yeah. But, um, He's Nate and I used to real. always, we used to always joke when we would watch like fishing tournaments, like, yo, what would it cost for Tampax to be I like your main, say that. yeah, to be your main sponsor? Like your boat wrap is like tampon. I mean, I would do or, it like a bra company or something. Yeah. You know, no yeah. diss to bra companies, but as I a grown man, I would do that. I'm not a grown man. Right. So. Uh, 
But anyway, but we got a new sponsor coming on board. It's like it's like a done deal, but we can't really like super announce it yet. Um, but it's a big company that we uh, we're really excited to work with. Yeah. And it's not Nike. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> No, it's not. Uh, but it is a big company, and so we're pumped. And so we'll we'll announce that soon. The next couple coming weeks. But for now, let's get to it. Y'all ready? Oh yeah. Y'all ready to learn? Are you let's ready to it. learn? Nate? Bring, ready to bring learn the man goal? in. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm like nervous. Do I need a notebook to take some notes? You might should. I mean, you could grab your phone because I, I think know. this is going to be very. Uh, I think it's going to be very educational and fun. And I think what we'll do. Um, Brandon, just so you ready. know, Nate, so you know, Lois, you know, I think what we'll do is we'll start off because I want to talk to the dude too, you know, yeah. not just like he shows up and I'm like, learn us, teach us something good. Like, That's let's talk to him as a human being, kidding. figure out who he is. And then we'll get into like the, the fishing bait, all that, how to use a swim bait, yeah. what that looks like, whatever. So, um, with no further ado, we're so honored to have, have this guy on the show. Um, like I said, he, um, I don't know if I said this just to him in the beginning or if I said it on the podcast, but this is a guy that like Rich from Hellabass has spoke um, super highly of. The guys at um, Serious Angler Podcast have spoke highly of, and those are a couple voices that if they both are in unison on something, like dude, you probably pay attention because they're very experienced, smart, um, well-connected guys, and they, yeah. they've both you know, mention this fella. And so we're so honored to have, uh, Brendan Brown with us tonight. So we could talk about some swim based stuff. Brendan, how are you, dude? I'm doing wonderful. How are y'all? <laughs> we're, we're doing very good, good dude. We're doing really there he good. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where are you? It. I'm like nobody. I'm like, I'm, I'm nobody. Come on now. No, that's not. <laughs> you're a, not. you're a liar. Get out of here. <laughs> that's not true. Where are you? Uh, we don't we don't know a ton about you, man. As as a as a human being, where are you coming to us uh, from? Um, besides the fact that like your kitchen's in the background, but I mean, like, where yep. on this map are you located? <laughs> yeah, I'm in here in uh, Dublin, Georgia. So okay. we get to fish top water all year round, which is the yeah. big positive. So <laughs> that's like yeah. super big. But yeah, I was born and raised here. Okay, probably gonna be here. Maybe Florida eventually, but I don't know. I I just hate the cold so much. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's a it's a it's a pretty easy thing to hate for sure, man. So we've had a pretty mild Absolutely. winter we here, have. but yeah, 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 for sure. So Nate, Lola, let's let's fire off some some like you know just human being questions. What do you got for this feller? Nate, you uh, go let's first. Let, yeah, let's start with uh, like what what got you into fishing? We all yeah. you know we we always ask the story of of mm -hmm. kind of what got you hooked, as cliche as it sounds. But what what brought you into fishing? What made you uh, <laughs> what made you <laughs> want to you know pursue this as a you know not just a hobby but as you know a, a career how far however far you want to take it oh sorry about that um yeah my dad pretty much started it for me it was okay. like, like he took me a few times and it just i was just like wow this is like so much fun just catching like bluegill off the dock you know yeah a few bluegill, you know it's just like the best like you're spending quality time with your dad and then you're going out and just having fun and that's kind of how it started. Um, then I got into more of the technical stuff. I was like, oh, does this color work better in this water clarity? And I started using like worms. Mm. And I was, then I got introduced in the whole like bass fishing world. And yeah. I was like, holy cow, there's so much here. And like, <laughs> I, have like, I have like ADHD. So I'm like all over the place. I'm like, oh, does this yeah. color good? Oh, I like this worm. What does this do? What does this do? And I'm trying to figure all this out. And I'm, you know, I started pretty young. So, but it was, it was pretty exciting like in the beginning i was just like i was so like amped up about everything but that's kind of where that's i so got cute. it and 
then it just went off from there. It's been downhill since. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. It. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that story. That's so. I think that's really relatable. Um, sometimes when people have a story like that, they'll say something like, "Oh, you know, it's the same old thing. I fished with my dad, and then I, I took it to the next level." But like, I don't think that's the same old thing at all. I, I think, think that's so special so every cool single time. And relatable, and every time you hear it, it's like, "Heck yeah, dude!" And it makes me. I assume it makes Nate as a dad. It makes me want to make sure I'm doing that stuff with my kiddos so they can tell a similar story, um, whatever. So, so tell us then, um, Brendan, you know, you started off with just bluegies and, and, and panfish and whatever. Um, how did you transition into the bass world? How, how did that happen? Yeah. I accidentally caught one on like a little tiny, like white grub. And I was like, what okay, what is this thing? It's like <laughs> my, my little tiny reel. It's like peel and drag. I'm like, Holy cow, what the heck is this thing? Yeah. And I was just like super excited about that. Once I caught it in, it was like this big, it wasn't very but you know, so exciting. That's, that's what got me started into it. And then I started researching stuff on YouTube because yep. I was like, I was pretty young whenever I got started. So it was kind of a thing that I just like liked to do. Like I was already watching YouTube videos here and there about other stuff mm-hmm. because I was into like video games and whatnot whenever I was little. But yeah, and then I was it's still just, a thing for kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then I just started watching like Tactical Bassin, some of the other guys out there. I mean, a whole bunch of them. But and, I just started, you know, saving up my allowance. I'd get a pack of worms or a jig or something like that. And I try to learn the technique and put in some time with it, just fishing in farm ponds, like every once in a while, you know, and then I was actually fortunate enough to have like a pond, like a mile away. So I just take the four wheeler and just run on there. Oh, I was cool. holding three rods and I'd run the four wheeler right over there. And I'd catch a few bass <laughs> like, in the afternoon, like right after school. And I'd just be like, so amped up. Like, cause like every oh. day I would go, it was the best, but that's kind of how I transitioned from, you know, Pan fishing to, to bluegill or bass. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's great. You still uh, you still fish with your dad at all? No, not not as much because I'm fishing mostly off of a boat, and he gets uh, seasick. So oh, I, I, I want to get him on there just to see just just to mess with them, mess with them a little bit. But yeah, yeah I really want to get out. I really want to get on there again with them and and see if he can. You know, we can go out sometime. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I uh, my my last boat that I had, which wasn't. Um, a bad boat. It was a 99 Triton um, TR21 okay. with a with a Mark 225 on the back at the time. I ended up upgrading it to a 250, but whatever. Anywho, uh, my dad, same similar story. Uh, we grew up fishing like pike and muskie and stuff up in northern Wisconsin. And uh, we would go out in like the little like 15-foot Lund with like a 10-horsepower Johnson on it and like wide open. That thing's going six, seven. You know, it's like, <laughs> just open open on the on the hand tiller and uh i took him out on the river and i think we hit like i don't know 40 miles an hour and i look over to my left and he looked like he was just face to face with jesus you know it's just like <laughs> what the f-? you know like you could just see the like the wind hitting him in the face and like just so unexpected like, yeah just yeah. like pinned and uh i was like oh, all right i'll ease back off the throttle and that's why 40 even- 40's good yeah i like 40 i don't know yeah but i'm like and we got to the first spot and he's like man we were flying there yeah and i was like yeah we're going you know probably about 40 and he's like how fast will this boat go i'm like "Eh, a little faster than that but we can we can we can not do that that's fine you know but uh yeah similar stories for sure dude so so tell us about who you are now uh brendan what's your um what's your spot in the in the whole fishing world um i I know you have more than one iron and more than one fire but but what are you up to these days right now is just 
really swim baiting most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also big into like balsa crankbaits. So that's oh, heck yes. that I'm like in like deep into right now, which just oh, recently gotten into that. But come on. We're going to have a six hour long podcast because I'm very much right. in. So is Nate into the balsa <laughs> stuff. But keep going. Keep going. Sorry. But yeah, it's, it's been swim baiting and balsa crankbaits and just chasing after some bigger fish. That's what mm-hmm. I'm wanting. I'm, this year, I made it my goal to fish one lake the entire year. Now, of course, if I, I travel a lot for work. Um, mm. So whenever I travel, I try to fish wherever I am. So, of course, I'll be fishing other places. But from where I'm at, from where I live, I'm going to be fishing this one lake for the entire year, and I'm going to catch a teener. Hopefully, that's the plan. I'm going to swim bait. I'm going to try to catch one because I know they've shocked up ones from there. I've talked to biologists. Uh, they've okay. seen them and everything. So. I'm trying to get after, I'm going to try to catch like a 12 or a 13 or 14, something massive. That's what I want wow. to go for. So that's, uh, Heck yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then making baits and all that stuff. So just trying to keep up with everything. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, obviously yeah. we're not going to ask you to tell us what the lake is, but have you caught some double digits <laughs> out of it? Or have you, I mean, you know, I know you said they've shocked up big ones, but have you, have you tussled with any big ones in there? Uh, the biggest one I've caught out of there so far has been an eight and okay. I've caught a bunch of sevens and a bunch of sixes out of there so far this year. Okay. Uh, but I've, ne- I've yet to catch one, like a 10 over there. All right. All right. So, you know, but it does. So far this year, year he said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're up yes. here frozen. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> in February. We, yeah. We're looking at ice and he's, he's uh, already caught a bunch of sevens and eights. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Like it's cool to see like how like different, like all the States are in like, where the fish position like throughout the mm. year, like how you guys don't eat, like how you guys probably don't have open water yet. Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. Like ours are about to spawn like any, any day now. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. I yeah. mean, there was supposed to be an ice fishing contest yeah. today um, oh, really? on our lake, and they had to cancel it because half of the lake is open. Yeah. It's been unseasonably warm, but it's not, oh. It's not that. It's not yeah, that one. No, yeah. no, we're, not that we, one. Yeah, so like part of me is like, oh, you haven't caught a double digit yet. And I'm, then part of me is like, oh, shut up. Like we don't <laughs> we don't even get to fish. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, uh, I yeah, took the boat out cast, at the end yeah. of December just because it was open water, like really shockingly. And there, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't buy a bite. But just to be on the water fishing, I was like so pumped. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, you know, helps I feel you. for you, but I don't. It helps your brain. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it yeah, really does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. It's like it's like therapeutic for sure. Um, so you mentioned it. You said it. Um, making baits. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, I've been making baits for I don't know since I can't even remember honestly. Back when I was a kid, it was like maybe 2017 somewhere. Okay. There, I don't know. It wasn't like terribly long ago, but yeah, I started back then. Made some horrible baits. The first two three years <laughs> were absolutely horrible. I was yeah. just like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, heck today, I still don't even know what I'm doing most of the time, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, yeah. it's, it's special too. Cause like when you catch your first fish on a bait you made, yeah. it's like, like when you catch a fish period, it's fun. But when you yeah. catch it on something that you worked hard on to mm-hmm. build, it's even better. It's, it's exhilarating. It's, it's amazing, yeah. you know? So yeah. What made you want to start to like make baits? Like, why did you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, Cause I didn't have enough money to buy the baits and okay. oh, I, I love that. Yeah. Then I realized yeah. that it's more expensive to make the baits. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm enjoying <laughs> this too much. So now I have both. Yeah. Hobbies. You know, I'm both going at both of them. So I'm like, all right, I'll just roll with it. Cause it's yeah. fun. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what got me into bait making. And okay. now I sell a few here and there, but it's not like a big thing. Like I don't care to make money off of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. What do you, uh, I know, I know I asked you to bring some stuff for show and tell. Do you have anything there? Or I guess I think I said for visual aids, do you have anything there with you of stuff you've made recently or some older stuff or anything like that that we could see? I completely forgot to bring my stuff. I had a separate box. I think it might be out in the car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go grab it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll carry this for a second. You go grab it. All right. <laughs> this is the beauty of podcasting, right? Yeah. Like For it's sure. not it's not a TV interview. Like let him go grab it because I think it's a better it's a better interview with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know how old Brendan is, but what do you think? Well, he said he was still a kid in 2017. So yeah. I feel like I could be his grandmother. Yeah, I was getting the senior citizen discount <laughs> in 17. Uh, when I would go to Perkins, they'd give me 15% off. Yeah. Right. I yeah. don't know. Is yeah. he 21? He's young. 23? Super young. Yeah, seven. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, I don't think that. I don't think that last one's accurate. No, it's not. But we'll see, though. Yeah. All right. So he's back um, again. If you are, if you are just listening to this podcast, um, you know, I'm not usually like a visual podcast guy. I'm more of an audio podcast feller. But this is one that you really might want to switch over to to YouTube on because um, we're gonna have a lot of swim baity stuff here with our with our homie Brendan and. Um, yeah, you might want to jump over there to see what we got going. So anyway, so Brenda, did you bring in your uh, brown bait co box, or do you not do even not have it? Completely, I completely spaced it and left it at the house. It's sitting <laughs> on the street box, so okay. Um, it'll take me five minutes to go run to the house and get it. If you want me to get it, no, um, you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. It's all good. I, I, I've seen some of the stuff you've you've made, and it's really unique. I think some, it's like, really cool looking. Yeah, we can overlay something. some okay. stuff. Yeah. Don't even trip awesome. on that. I don't yeah. okay. have to drive somewhere to go <laughs> yeah. get it, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so tell us about the process. Um, you said you started off making some that were not yeah, that were not great, and now the stuff you make, I assume I, I would think one of the things is you start building stuff, rods, um, baits, whatever. I don't know if you're in, I don't know fashioning waterproof bibs or something. I think the first few times you do something, it's like, oh, I hope this works, and then as you get better, I think the consistency of what you put out goes through the roof. I think that's a big mark of you know uh experience um walk us through some of that for your process yeah so it's uh it's interesting to see how long it takes some people like especially with youtube like back in the day like back a long long time ago there was no youtube so you couldn't like you had to go out there and put in the time to learn stuff and i was lucky Mm -hmm. enough i had youtube so i was able to get kind of a foothold on some of the things that were um a little bit difficult to learn and figure out for the first time. Sure. So, but yeah, I started off with wood baits. I uh, made a few jerk baits, crank baits, top waters, all that. And then I went over to soft plastics and I was literally making molds out of clay, like clay that you bake in the oven, like you mold it. Wow. Like I literally fashioned like molds out of it. And I would like, I'm not kidding you. I would take like old baits that were ripped up. I put them in a pot on top of two bricks and like a grate. And I literally made a fire underneath because it didn't have a microwave. Oh I'm my god! I'm not kidding. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. That's dedication yeah. right yeah, there. I love that. That's like some MacGyver yeah. stuff. Yeah, but no, yeah, that's, that's 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 really cool. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then it started getting an airbrush because like the first couple months I didn't have an airbrush, so I just like took like a paintbrush and paintbrush it you know yeah. on there everything like with like craft paint and whatnot yeah. um that I stole from my sister so <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> she might not know that <laughs> but yeah and then I got an airbrush started airbrushing a little bit and that's like a whole nother world as well and then you True. get into paint which I really geek out on like I'm not a master at it but mm-hmm. I like 
I use automotive paint. So you, I like really like geek out. Like that's like something yeah. where I have a lot of fun. Like I geek okay. out over materials and paints and like resins and stuff like that. That's where I have some fun with yeah. stuff, but it's also in the carving. I love carving, you know, with just when you replay like put a blade to wood and yeah. you start carving and shaping the bait mm-hmm. and envision how and you, you can like see it. Yeah. 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 It's that's, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What have yeah, you, what have you made awesome. lately, Brendan, that you're like stoked on? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of balsa crankbaits recently just because I'm into balsa crankbaits right now. Yeah. Um, L-shaped bill baits have been big right now for me because we have shallow grass and muddy water mm-hmm. and it's the springtime. So something like a hybrid hunter. Um, okay. There's a big one that I've been throwing that I've had a ton of success with um, that is, that's kind of special. But okay. yeah, I've been making that uh, for myself. What'd you say? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say it's one, it's one that you made personally that you're having a bunch of su- success with. Yes, and another one that yeah. somebody else made that I know. Right, and that's uh, awesome. Yeah, his is a little bit more special because it has a special rattle in it that I think it makes a difference in this muddy water here. At least sure. that one does, I think. Yeah, you know. Heck yeah, but yeah, it's it's so much fun though catching fish like off of something that you made. It's just like, dude, like I can't absolutely. like stress it enough. It's like the best. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that. I've been doing swim baits a lot. Um, I'm actually about to start a batch tonight of swim baits. So I'm going to be cutting okay. out like four or five of them and getting started on a couple of weight baits. So that'll be exciting. Oh, sick. And, uh, working out some flat sides too. So yeah, so that's what's going on yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so, so all the, uh, all the swim baits that you, that you make, are they, are they, they're all balsa as well? No. So, I mean, I've made balsa ones before, but most okay. of them are basswood or Japanese Hanikki Cypress. So okay, wow. those are the two woods I use for the bigger swim baits because balsa is super <laughs> light. Balsa is like yeah. super lightweight. So it doesn't hold like screws really good. It, it floats doesn't. a little too okay. hard. So it's hard to ballast it and yep. get it to sit right. You need to put a ton of weight in there. And if you put the weight too high in the bait, it doesn't do right. things Yeah. In the water. Yeah. And those other two woods are really dense, or well, I should say the Japanese cypress is a little bit more dense in the butt than the basswood, but the basswood okay. holds detail better. It's so like if you do mm. detail carving, scales, gills, all that stuff, that that wood works a little better. Um, but yeah, those are the those are pretty much the primary three woods. Balsa for crankbaits specifically. I have mm. made balsa clyde baits before, and I think I might do a few more of those eventually, just because I like the wood grain. Like it just mm. looks cool. Like whenever you paint. And you it get does. to see yeah. through the wood grain. Like it just yeah. adds detail to it. It just looks yeah. good. Um, yeah. So those are pretty much the primary woods I'm using. That's sick. Dang it. That's sick. Um, have you ever uh, watched uh, Marling Bates on YouTube? Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. have. He, he, he uh, some cool stuff. He does, but he, what you said is, and he's from Iowa. So Nate, shout out to Iowa. Um, but um, shout out to Iowa. Uh, one thing I really like about his, that you just touched on was the idea. Like Lola was like, yeah, seeing it come together. Like his are pretty raw where he kind of rough shapes them on the bandsaw and then starts just literally whittling it down with like a blade and then kind of adds in detail and you see it really step one, step two, step 445, whatever. But yeah, that whole process, I, I've always I've carved a few baits myself, um, like okay. literally, like really rough, like with a balsa. They're so cute. Uh, thank you. I mean, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but nothing on your level, but the, the satisfaction, like you said, of catching something that you made is just, man, that's on, that's, that's next level. Um, yeah, I love that. He, he does a great job of like showing the process on what it takes 
to make some baits. Like he does a really good job of documenting everything about it. It, it looks, it's well put together and everything, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of it's, funny. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a like kind of dry dorky sense of humor about it. Yeah. It's, it's really it. Marling. If anybody hasn't seen it M, you know, I don't know homeboy from Adam, but M A R L I N G Marling baits. If you look him up on YouTube, he just does some really, some really cool creative stuff. Um, he's got, pretty huge following i don't know if his full-time job is youtube yet but it definitely it definitely could be i mean he's he's pretty large on there but um so talk to me about paint brendan um we had uh, a feller on a few weeks back named aj who runs I, horseshoe tackle i'm already i i know him i, yeah. I guess you could say we're friends <laughs> okay yeah yeah his but, his uh, paint skills are are our next level i think he's amazing you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the skills that or the knowledge that you do. But um, what does it take to impress you when it comes to paint? You know, with you saying you're automotive paint Ooh. guy and the, and the, the details and the, the, whatever. What, what does it take to impress you with a, with a lure paint job? Yeah, and just to touch on AJ real quick. AJ is yeah. like one of the guys with like the best crop patterns. Like his crops. Oh my gosh, they're ridiculous. Pretty sweet. Yeah, um, they're nonsense. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, for me, yeah. it's really. Uh, clean like patterns like you can mm-hmm. do like you can anybody can shoot through scales if you know the right like process you can you sure. know, shoot through this way and then come back from the back side and you can come from the top and you can shoot it straight over it to get different mm-hmm. effects and details in there and then you can lay stencils on top and all that but if you can paint a clean pattern like with a clean part line like with white and black or black over white and all that mm-hmm. uh, that impresses me because that is hard okay. to do especially mm-hmm. with uh like water-based paints that are super super thick they tend to splatter and Mm -hmm. automotive does that too sometimes but you have to like prep it right or at least the way i do it you gotta prep it right but that that really impresses me like whenever i see it it looks like a fog like fade from white to black or black Mm -hmm. to white like that is impressive especially black black tends to splatter a little bit um and white really (laughs) yeah that's dope um any any big brands out there that you see a paint job and you're like oh man hmm he said, AJ said that uh, he can't re- he's tried and he can't really like reproduce some mega bass stuff um, yeah. just because some of their paint patterns are just so fine tuned and the way they do it is such a science. Is there anything like that out there that you look at and you're like, whoa? Um, anything really from Tacklecraft, TK Tacklecraft, his stuff is yeah, like. Yeah, his stuff I mean, is crazy. He is, he's the man. Um, John Pryor does some insane work, insane mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but if we're talking like big brands, Honestly, DRT has some pretty sweet like paint patterns. Like they're clean. The only issue is they don't stay on very well, and hmm. possibly it's because they're base colors. They're metallic. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, it's they they do some pretty clean work. It, it looks good too. You know, like it suits the bait's shape, which is pretty cool. Like not all companies like do that. Like the paint yeah. patterns suit how the bait is shaped the face details, everything about it. Sure. Like it, it looks good on that bait. Like if you, if you paint like a bluegill pattern on a shad bait, it sometimes doesn't look good. Or if another painter paints someone else's bait in their version of the shad, it doesn't mm-hmm. look right mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't yeah. know if you know what I mean, but yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, probably DRT, Taco Craft, Sean Pryor, AJ does killer work as well. And all those guys. Yeah. Okay. You know, That's so cool. <laughs> What what made you choose uh, the automotive paint uh, over your standard, you know, airbrush? Uh, you know, I guess I can't even think of what it's called, Intex or whatever the the paint brand is. Yeah, Createx. Um, yeah, I just Createx. Started, that's it. Yeah, I started out using water based for years, for a couple of years, 
and I was painting with it and I was, you know, whatever it, it paints fine. But, um, then I met TK at Tacklecraft from like doing YouTube lives and he was, you know, talking about paint and all that stuff. And then he got me to thinking about automotive and I started asking questions and I was like, you know what? Automotive sounds like it's probably the better choice for baits. Um, and I'm not dissing anybody that uses water-based, but it, it sprays better. Like you can mm-hmm. spray it through airbrush and not have it thinned or anything like that. And it, it comes out a lot of the time looking like fog. You've got a lot more different colors. I have the ability to make paint. So most of the paints that I use are mm. like, I make them myself. Oh, so I'm not, cool. I'm not like dumping yeah. this green and this Brown in to make this color. I'm like actually like getting the pearls or getting a concentrate and making the paint myself. Oh, that's sick. So that that's really, a lot of fun. Really too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, that's there's rad. a lot of rabbit holes to fall down there. Oh, there's so much there's in so a cool way, but discontinued pearls too. Like there's discontinued things that you got to search for on eBay or whatever. Like it's so mm. much fun to just like look around and everything. And there's a lot of old info that's like super interesting to read about and everything, you know, but, and then the other biggest thing that drew me to using automotive is because it sticks better because when you lay down your primer and your paint and your clear coat, it all kind of bonds together. It chemically meshes together, whereas water-based it sits on top of the clear or the water-based paint sits on top of the primer most of the time. And then the clear sits on top of the paint. So a lot of the time you'll see baits from guys that either don't prep the baits or just use bad prep work or whatever, don't sand the baits, uh, the paint and the clear start to lift and chip off and peel Mm. off. Whereas with automotive, yeah. Whereas with automotive, you're going to get chips in it, but it's not going to peel up. I don't know. You probably can't see it. white, But yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing is it's way more durable because everything is one, you know what I mean? But that's the biggest thing for me is it's durable. Yeah, that's smart. Which matters to me because I want to put out like a superior product. Like that's what I want to do. I want to put out something that I would use because I'm kind of weird about stuff. Like I want it to be perfect. I'm a perfectionist. I was going to ask. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you. Are you a perfectionist by chance? I feel like with this, you kind of have to be. Yeah, if you want to do it right. Like a little bit, you want to do it really well. I don't know. How often are you making things? Oh, all the time. Every day, pretty much. Every night, pretty much. Yeah, okay. tomorrow I tomorrow I'm skipping fishing because it's gonna be too cold and too wet. So I'm it's gonna be in the shop all day. <laughs> Wait, what's too cold? Uh forties and raining. So that that is, that is bad. honestly in that forty degree range where like you, yeah. you could go, you could throw yeah. on your rain gear or whatever, but you it gets miserable pretty quick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care where you're from, that's just not yeah. fun. I wouldn't want to. Mix mix a little wind in there too, boy. Yeah, it's, it's easy. To, it's easy to take a fun day into a not very Lame. fun day for sure. Yeah. So, so you said you travel a lot for work. What do you do for work? What's your What's your job? Yeah, so my parents. Uh, well, my dad owns a horse training company, so he trains horses. So I work for oh, him. That's awesome. So we train horses. We travel around cool. the country. So wow. we around the country for like shows and stuff. So, but yeah, that's oh pretty much what we do. That's sick, what? dude. I did not. That was not what I expected you to say. That's I'm so not sure rad. what I expected, but that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, that was a that was a dope answer. Um, I'm scared of horses' mouths. This this uh, is me just being uh, a dork right now. That big, that big, hard looking jawline on a horse, boy. Every time I pet one, I think they're so cool and like their snout so like, soft. He's gonna bite me. And I'm He's like, gonna I'm gonna lose me. a finger. I know I'm going to lose a finger. At some point, but you haven't. I haven't yet, but they're such cool animals, oh, man. On. That's dope, dude. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, it's, it's, that was I mean, a weird. They, they never, I mean, they've never bitten me before. I mean, only if you get a, a, a stupid one. 
Okay. That's what I would get. That's what I would get. Maybe, I would be stupid with a stupid one. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd lose my pinky or something. Well, uh, Nate, Lola, let's transition. Um, Hold before, on. No, no. Before nope. we transition. Let's not transition. You tell him. Let's not. Let's tell not. Me. Like, tell me. I mean, that that that's a, that's a pretty awesome job. I want to know what like the craziest horse training story is. Right? Yeah, that's yes. a good that's a good yeah. question, Come Nate. On, yeah, these guys. I don't, I don't know if these can be yeah. shared with the internet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's some. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, now like, I have to know. Yeah. Well, like I mean, there's like things that just happen every day that you're like, all right, horse stepped on my foot horse flipped on top of you ah. That's like it's like i mean it's like just stuff that happens it's like normal i mean, like, <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah weird. Like, like if you raise them from like raise them from like a baby you've got to like keep on like messing with them so that way and training them uh and breaking them is what it's called right um, right to get them so that way you can actually get on them and ride them mm-hmm. and compete in them with them or anyway so that way they don't try to buck you off or do anything stupid you know yeah but, I mean, there's like those kind of random things that happen. I mean, I can't pull up anything off the top of my head, but that's like exact stories or anything like that. But mm. yeah. All right. Did a, you, it's a pretty interesting yeah. job. <laughs> did you grow up then riding horses? Ever since I was a baby. Oh wow. That's pretty dope though. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. He still has his fingers. I think, I mean, I haven't them. seen your hands, all but fingers, all fingers. Please look at them. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but even the fact that you were so like chill about, you know, and they roll over on top of you, I'm like, yeah. no, that's not like well, that's, that's not happened to me yet. So I oh, okay, well, good. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not cursing you by bringing. Yeah, uh, ran over, but that's that's about it. That's the worst. Oh, just run over. Just no big whoop. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of horses are you raising, and what are, what are you talking like race horses or like show trick type stuff or what? I don't know anything, but yeah, yeah, we do uh, half Arabs and full Arabs. Okay. Uh, oh. So they're, they're really pretty horses. I mean, most of them, most of them are pretty, pretty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're uh they're, it's an interesting job. It's something a little different, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's, it keeps it interesting, you know, but yeah. Uh, and yeah. are they for like Jordan yeah, said, like, are they to race or to, what did you say? Show So pretty much uh, we do Hunter and uh, Western. So those are two different like categories of showing horses. There's other ones like English jump horses, as you said before, race horses, mm-hmm. those sort of things. There's a bunch of others, um, but yeah, hunter and western. So I don't know how to explain this properly. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so pretty much we raise them so that where clients sometimes clients bring us a horse that was already pre broke or we, they give us a baby or we have them bred and brought here so that they can be broken and trained. Okay. So that way they can properly be shown. And then we take those horses, we set up our whole like setup and everything to keep them all there during like a show. It's like we go down to Florida a lot for Ocala shows um, down there because Florida is like big for horses and stuff like that down there. Sure. So we pretty much, we, you know, there's like different, it's almost like uh, tournaments, I guess you could say. So sure. it's like you'll have a bunch of horses in the, the ring and they're all like prettied up. The riders are properly dressed and everything like that. And they ride around the ring. So like and that's what I'll say, like put your horses to the jog or walk them or go into the lineup. And they'll the judges are judging them based on a bunch of different things. Horse movement, riders, uh, like the ability to steer their horse and make mm. sure it doesn't run into other people, making sure their head is properly oriented and then there's different, you know, like making sure the rider's sitting up properly. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. And that's, that's like just wild. Yeah, that's cool. And then Hunter's like different as well. So it's pretty much, yeah, it's everything. It's, it's kind of wild. Wow. 
that's neat dude what yeah. a what a cool job how, how did your i, I don't want to go too far down this this like path but it's, it's really interesting to me because i don't know anything yeah. how, how did your dad get into this was it a family thing before him even or how did that start yeah his uh his dad did it and then i'm pretty sure his dad's dad did it as well wow and then, yeah. Yeah, i think it's, it's oh, cool. I think it goes back I think it goes back six generations, Holy maybe. Crap, I think oh, that's dude. awesome. Wow. I think about that. But yeah, so we've been doing it for a while. <laughs> wow, that is yeah. really neat, dude. That's are really. You, are yeah. you going to carry it on? I probably will not be, but my brother really wants to. He's okay. he's really. Okay. I'm not as much into it as he is. Like I used to show and compete in the horses and everything like that. Mm. And I got out of that about four years ago, maybe five years ago. And he's okay. like all into it. And so is my little sister and my little brother and everything. Like they're big family. You come from a big family? family? Yes, very big family. <laughs> How big? Tell us. Five kids and two parents. So Okay. That's what's yeah, up. Pretty, yeah. pretty big. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's, dude. that's Good why the house is a little wild tonight. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, you. That's, that's why I'm not right. in my <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. That's why we come to the garage. Yeah, so I went in the garage. Yeah, because we have six kids. <laughs> Nate has two. I mean, Nate needs to step it up yeah. too. I mean, that's easy. We got <laughs> half a dozen. But, um, no, it's ain't not no easy. Up here. No, it ain't easy, dude. Raise, <laughs> raising a child is not easy. But no. yeah, we're we're at that point. Like, uh, what was that show that was on for the longest time? Like that Kennedy likes so much. The Duggars. Yeah, the Duggars or whatever. Where you got enough kids, where the one kids take care of the other kids, and then you just yeah. kind of chill. You don't even have to parent I anymore. I mean, once you have I mean, three, it just it's like. Yeah, but all right. So let's transition before we get into um and Brendan. We appreciate you taking the time to to walk us through all of that. That's dope, dude. I really I love I love getting to know you as a as a dude. This is this is rad. And really honestly, like from the bottom of my heart, I really hope you get into a teener this year and that lake that you're talking about. I really hope it works out, dude. That's a that's a cool Oof, that's a tough strategy. I can't even, dude, I can't even, when I go to the lake and I tell myself today I am only, I don't know what, um, free rigging because I don't usually throw the free rig. So today I'm only free rigging. I'm not bringing a jig with, I'm not bringing a swim bait. I, that is so hard for me to like stay dedicated to learn uh-huh. that one. You're talking about sticking to one lake. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, that takes some dedication, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. I respect the frick out of it. I really actually do. So I really hope it works out. But um, before we transition into you teaching us all um, about swim baiting, um, how to throw them, when to throw them, what to throw them on, where to throw them. Um, hopefully you're cool with talking hard versus soft swim baits, the whole shebang, whatever you want to walk us through. Before we get there, let's talk some taco stuff. Yeah. Uh, because you're in Georgia. Uh, I'm quite certain you got some good taco stuff there. So, uh, Lola, give, a, give, us, a, give us a good taco question for yeah. me, pal. Is there a favorite spot that you go to to get tacos? Of course. Of course okay. there is. I, I will shout them out right here. Of course. <laughs> they're, they're great people. Super great people. Um, La Jolla Mexican restaurant. So it's in okay. Dublin, Georgia. It's a little like little tiny hole in the wall, like Mexican restaurant. Love the it. best. Love it. You know, yep. they have the best, but I mean, they've got like so many amazing foods. Um, I'm not the biggest taco person. I'm more of a nacho person. I, I love nachos. Oh, I love nachos. Yeah. And, the, and you know what's weird is like most Mexican food is pretty much the same thing. It's just in a slightly yes. different form, like the tortillas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> you know? it. Yeah, yeah. Enchiladas to fajitas to nachos. Yeah, you're exactly right. if you right. have nachos, it's just tortilla chips. Yeah, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so La Jolla, shout out. You yes. said La Jolla, right? That That's yep. the spot. Okay, yep. awesome. Yep. That's it. What do you get there? Oh, man, there's so many different good things from there. But um, I would like to point out their rice. It's pink. It is mm. 
it's really interesting. Like it's got these weird like spices in it and stuff. Okay. It's amazing. Literally the best Mexican rice I've ever had on my life. Okay. And they also have the best cheese sauce I've ever eaten in my life. Whoa. And my tacos yeah. are normally 65% cheese sauce. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Yeah. We're from Wisconsin. So you, we're, we're tracking with you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. But yeah, usually I get a, um, if, if it's going to be a taco, it's usually a hard, hard shell taco. Okay. okay. All right. With the marinara pork. And oh, yeah. steak on it as well. Cilantro, lots of cheese sauce, lots of shredded cheese as well. Um, <laughs> but cheese that's 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 the normal normal taco. And then they have this uh, red sauce and green sauce. I'm not sure what they call it. It's pretty spicy, so I put it nice. on there. I put all of it on there. Atta boy. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but that's that's my yeah. that, that would be my go-to right there. Okay, Nate. Did you notice that he left out one ingredient? Onion. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an onion fan, Brennan? I like them on cheeseburgers, not on tacos. Oh I, man, Nate, you got a buddy. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> they, they, they don't. There's no place for them. There really is. There's there's no there place. we go. <laughs> and, and if you think like his tacos taken up by meat and cheese, that's that's really what you, what you need. Like you don't I mean, have any other room for you know for. Yeah. There ain't no uh, room for onions. onions. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no need. Yeah, you, I got you, no stick to the good stuff. No onions. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Load, it, load it down. What's uh? What's the favorite uh? The favorite meat of choice on the nacho? So you're a big nacho guy. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Mm-hmm. I like steak and that marinara pork. That pork there, it's like melt in your mouth. Like it's amazing. Mm, like it's like okay. the best thing on the face of the earth. That pork. Wow. <laughs> they have some okay. really good steak hey, <laughs> with lots of it cheese kind sauce. Of yeah. What's yes, that, lots uh, of cheese sauce. I put the rice and the beans on there. Jalapenos. Oh my gosh. Slather yeah. the whole thing in that spicy sauce. Chip it's, by chip. Yum yum. I'm yes. looking it up right now. Where, oh, yes. In Dublin, you said, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Dublin. there it is. There you I just, go. I just saw the uh, the pink rice. Whoa, that's oh, wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh, that's, yeah, pink, pink, too. <laughs> that's wild. It's yeah. pink. <laughs> yeah, I hope nobody who's it's watching so this just saw me on my phone. It's like, dude, you're on your phone during a podcast? I'm looking up stuff that he's talking <laughs> about just to, to be Rude. specific. I'm not quite that. Uh, I'm not quite that ghetto or that uh, disrespectful of our friend here. So no. any other follow-up taco questions before we get after it? Oh Lola, gosh. Nate, what you got? Um, I don't know. You do any uh, any cooking yourself at all? I was just about to ask. Yeah, there is a kitchen in the back on there. <laughs> Yeah. So no, um, I'm 19. So my mom just cooks everything for me. I'm just like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> 19, I don't, I don't need, dude. I don't have any need to cook or all that. I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll learn it whenever I, I'm. I'm Build my own house. That's that's whenever I have my own house. That's when. I'll that's do when the cooking so, will come. That's the that's the important yes. time to cook. That is, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. That's we just awesome. had we had Mexican just the other night, and we have our own like cows and everything, so we get like you know process and everything. So we have oh, our okay. own ground beef and everything. Oh, steak. that's awesome. Um, tonight we just had baby back ribs actually. Okay. So, but yeah, we just had very nice. Yeah, so that's when I'll get into cooking eventually. <laughs> how like how were the ribs prepared? I'm curious. <laughs> no, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Mom, <laughs> he put his hands up like, don't, don't. Here, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. All, all right, I can say good. is they tasted really good. Golly, that's, 19, all, that's really dude. all that matters. It is. It I is. Mean, 
that's yeah. that's that's legit. Nineteen, and you're already killing the game with like swim baits and whatever. I told that's you, really... I felt like I could be his grandmother. Okay, I'm not. You might old, be. But... You might. You know. You you maybe you maybe could be. But um, all right. Let's get to the speaking of meat and cheese. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of uh of this of this podcast. The why. Um, you know, I I do a good bit of uh, a good decent bit of like swim bait fishing. I I. I will say up here in, in Wisconsin, um, before we even like let you go and we want you to go and just let it rip tater chip. Um, okay. but up here in Wisconsin in Clearwater, one way that I really use swim baits a lot is sort of like a search tool. And I know that's not entirely unique. I know that happens all over people in the Delta and California talk about that. Um, but I have absolutely, um, thrown a swim bait in clear water and just kind of had like a big glide bait walking across like grass flats and whatever and had fish mm-hmm. kind of come up even if they don't hit it and i got a wacky or something that i just tossed back in there and just they come up and crack it i've also yeah. caught quite a few fish that are nine inches long on you know big old swim baits and um and whatever but it is a really cool way to fish and i think my obsession let me just tell this quick little story which i think i sort of shared on um the big bass podcast episode when we had ken and terry on um oh, was guys yeah oh, they're so rad dude i i, I, I cool. we could have on that episode we could have just sat down and been like go and then just not said a word and they could have filled yeah. hours and it would have been good hours of like knowledge Gold, and whatever yeah. oh yes Ken and Terry are like one of two, like my favorite people. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredible. And they're just so freaking nice too. Like they're super smart. They know more than anybody else in the world of bass fishing. And they're so nice about it. Like It's so yes. funny. To me. <laughs> um, but we were talking about the first time I ever saw a, a hard swim bait um, was a cast. Can you just put this over by you? Is that all right? Um, that's one of my hard, you don't have to put on your, I mean, guys, you can leave it on your lap yeah, if you want. It? No, I mean, so I just you can put good. stuff. I guess. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> so one of the first ever, let me get close to the camera for a second. Oh, heck yeah. Hardhead. It's so cute. Uh, I saw this castaic swim bait in a Bass Pro Shops catalog. Um, Nate and I have talked about this at length. Uh, when we were kids, we would get like, you know, our homies would get like Toys R Us catalogs. We would get Bass yeah. Pro catalogs and circle stuff. And I remember getting one of these and I, I can't remember if my dad bought it for me or my mom. Um, but I was little and they were like, you must be on some kind of drugs. $25 for a bait? Like, no way. You know, because back then, Rapalos were like two ninety nine, And uh, it, the, the big thing for me where my sort of obsession or just my love for swim bait stuff came in was this was the first time I ever saw a bait that really, really, really looked like a bait that fish eat. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, because yeah. like as much as much as like the Rapala, like original original minnow has a cool little quiver or throwing a Texas rig looks cool or throwing a Cinco, but like this looks like something that I see swim in the water. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that was the first time that I was ever like, why don't we throw more stuff that looks like the stuff that gets eaten by the fish we're targeting? Like, why am I not throwing stuff that looks like their actual I food? Never, I never saw these until we met. Yeah. Until yeah. We were yeah going well, exactly. It's not stuff. that. Yeah. It's not all that common. And that's kind of crazy to me. It doesn't just make sense. It like, oh, sense. bass eat bluegills. Why don't I make a bait that looks exactly like a small bluegill, moves mm-hmm. like a regular fish, and like the tail kicks back and forth, and yeah. I can crank it kind of slow and make it an easy target, whatever. Like, why wouldn't you? Um, but it was ever since then, as a kid, I've, I've been throwing swim baits, and I love them, and they're fun. And even 
you know, some lures are made to catch fishermen and I honestly don't care because some of them just look so cool. They're just fun to look <laughs> at. Um, let's go. Brendan, I have never thrown a swim bait in my life, but I want to get into it. I'm very intrigued. Maybe how I was as a kid when I first saw the Castaic um, mm -hmm. or Lola, who's never really thrown swim baits. I have not, actually. So <laughs> um, this is for me. <laughs> help us out. Where, where would you start in this crazy world? Okay, so if you need me to hit, you know, if you need me to pause, and if you guys want to ask a question or a comment or I'm whatever, just you just you listen. just you just say shut up or whatever. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to do. <laughs> Another thing right. to add about that bluegill bait, um, yeah. I would like to tell you guys this: that uh, you see all the fins on that bait. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen a bluegill swim with its fins sticking out all over the place? They're tucked in whenever it swims. No, yeah, probably not. No, probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's something I do. Like I clip fins off of baits sometimes. So oh, that's a good point. If they're, if they're a swimmer, you know, if you swim it. Now there are yeah, other baits yeah. like yeah. baits that you fish on the bottom that I don't really care to clip the fins off. But um, so yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's exactly it. That if, is, if you're observing nature, hard. yeah, if you're and that's how they swim. Um, who was it that was talking about when they flip jigs? I, I think this is maybe a little overkill, but maybe not. <laughs> I, it might have been Christy Hackney, somebody who's just a jig flipping master. Mm -hmm. um, they were saying how, like, sometimes on their trailer, they'll clip off one of the claws on the crawdad because so often crawdads will have a claw <clears throat> bitten off by a fish, and so they'll have just that one. And so they'll do that on purpose to make it look like an old, beat up crawdad. And I was like, wow, you know, like that's yeah, that maybe, observation. Maybe an easier meal or something. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I have no confidence in a craw. Like whatever bluegill bites off the craw, I like, I'm like, I have to change it. Like I have to. Like right. I have to I'm the exact same. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And some guys do yeah. it on purpose. So who knows? That's crazy, man. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, you want me to start off with a rod reel real quick? Let's here? go. Yeah. Oh. Do every everything okay. you think. If somebody's like curious about this crazy world of swim bait fishing, okay. what do I do? All right. First thing is, there's no bait that will um, catch you your fish just because it's a bait. Uh, you, you need to put in the time with a quality bait, or I shouldn't say a quality bait. I should say a proven bait. So there's no magical bait out there. Don't go out there buying 5,000 different swim baits. It's not going to, mm. it's not the best way to go about learning it. You know, get three, maybe four and learn those few and make sure they're proven baits. So I, I have a couple sure. here that are good beginner baits that I'll show in a little bit. Um, but okay. you also don't need a dedicated swim bait rod either. If you want to just get into it and kind of dip your toes into it. Um, you can use like a big jig rod and throw uh, monofilament. I use Berkeley Big Game for most of my setups, unless I'm hmm. fishing something with a beast hook in it. Um, if you guys don't know what beast hook is, it's basically yep. just a big giant jig hook yep. in the bait right there. Now so. I know what it is. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> we have some in the boat. It's, it's weedless. Yeah. Pretty I've much. seen uh, them, but I didn't know what they were yeah. called. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah. If it's like a, you, you can use your jig rod and you can throw like something like a HUD 68, which is mm -hmm. a great beginner soft swim bait. They're cheap, they're super available, and they're also pretty darn weedless. So you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about, mm -hmm. you know, losing this thing, which is a big thing with beginners is they're like, all right, I'm just spending all say this that. money, yep. you know, you're spending all this money on this bait and you're going to, you know, possibly lose it. Well, that's the good thing about these guys is you can swim them and throw them on the bottom. Basically, this is replacing a jig. So you can throw this in the exact same places and work it in the exact same places. You can work a flipping jig or a swim jig. Um, it's just bigger and different, a little different, you know, yep. so you, yep. can, you can, you can reel it real close to the surface and give, give it a little bit of a wake, or you can flip it right under trees <clears throat> and under like lily pads and stuff, or you can work it like over, you know, deep structure in 20 foot of water. And most of the time, 
the only time really you're going to get snagged on something is if you leave it sit, if it's on its side, and then you start reeling and it gets hooked into something. So like if it's like a tree tree branch like this and you're swimming it and it rolls sure. and it gets hooked in there. Um, it's a pretty darn snackless bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the uh, River Sea S waiver is also a good one. That's a great one for beginners. Yeah, Nate loves that one. Yeah, that's a solid one. The, the 168. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, th- this this is the 168. Yeah, uh, this is one that might be able to see a little bit better. Mm. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love the uh, the powder color. It's just like pretty much white. The powder color yeah. and the the uh, bluegill color because the bluegill one just kind of breaks up the the pattern. The light trout one's solid too, but those are all like great like beginner ones. I mean, you can't really go wrong with like a simple like white or like mm-hmm. blue yeah, for sure, especially for that bait. Um, but yeah. Those ones are good. Like I would honestly just start off with HUD 68 if you get two of these. Um, and when you say HUD, what brand are you referring to? Huddleston. Yep. Yeah. So this is a Huddleston. Just want to make sure in case somebody tried to look up HUD, you know, it's Huddleston, yes. H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-N, Huddleston. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Huddleston. I don't They've have... been doing it forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any of those baits. I definitely need to buy some, but I did some research on them a while back, and mm-hmm. they call them the HUD 68 because it's the six-inch version of the mm-hmm. swim bait with the mm-hmm. eight-inch tail, uh, the, the yep. tail from the eight-inch version, so it really thumps. That's, yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of kick awesome for smaller bait. bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, mm-hmm. they say it on the 68 that the tail uh what's that what's that phrase like don't let the tail walk the dog or whatever that is like in i don't know but it kind of does that in the swimming world because that that yeah. tail just rocks the whole bait kind of yeah. like how a mag draft gets all tippy back and forth yeah that yeah. 68 the tail really puts life through the whole thing yeah it's mm-hmm. really unique design yeah and it works great in colder water because the bait's going to stiffen up a little bit more because it's a soft plastic um plastic is going to stiffen up a little bit more so if mm-hmm. you're fishing like say 40 degree water versus 80 degree water your bait's going to swim a little bit different and also your baits are going to sink different if you have a like a really finely tuned bait um so those more expensive ones they're usually you know better tuned so they might sink not as slow or they might even float uh depending on your water temperature because the colder water will make it or the colder water is more dense so right. it'll make your bait float possibly so like this bait i can't remember the exact temperature but this one right here the tato eon another killer beginner bait if you have the money for it this one is floating uh just the other week in okay. the water and it normally has a super super slow sink okay so water temperature does play into it but back to the beginner whole deal hud 68 and a river cs waiver those are both killer killer little uh baits for beginners they don't awesome. weigh a ton i think this weighs like a ounce and a half maybe and don't 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 listen to like what the rod says on your rating most rods yeah. can't handle more than that. i mean yeah. like like it's it's true but you know like a jig rod like a seven six um heavy fast action that'll throw this bait and the s waiver perfectly fine um just put on like say 20 pound berkeley big game um now the only thing is that where i kind of like have a tough time with this is if you're in a kayak or a paddleboard it's a little bit different with your line because the problem is, is you're down low to the water and you can't set the hook on something that has a jig hook in this um, sure. as easy with big game because big game has a ton of stretch in it. Right. So I would recommend maybe doing like a 10 foot big game leader and just mm. run braid for the rest of the time. Um, if you're throwing something with a jig hook or beast hook in it, okay. especially if you're in a kayak. Because that's the big thing. Because you know you can't. You've got so much stretch in the line that it's hard to whack them. 
and mm. make sure the boat's like not moving forward because whenever you <laughs> whack right, yeah. on like a kayak or something, your kayak's going to move forward. And yeah. that line has so much stretch in it, it's kind of hard to keep the fish pinned, especially with something like a beast hook or a jig hook. Um, uh, trouble hook baits. Really yeah, yeah. 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 Trouble hook baits, you just run a, basically a giant crankbait rod is what you're running um, on a treble hook bait. Um, you can you can throw fluoro. I personally think the fluoro is a scam because it doesn't it, it breaks easier than monofilament does. or big game sure. does. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. I just change out the big game every week or two fishing trips, whichever comes mm-hmm. first. So that's what I run. That's what I would recommend for beginners. Just just run big game. Just go with this and an S waiver, and you'll be set for a while. Just try it out. And those are two proven baits that get bites that you can you know throw around that are not too expensive and they're readily available. So those are baits, rods, you know, uh, Dobbins 795 is a killer option. Um, You can usually find them on sale or you can get them used for like a hundred bucks. So it's a really good deal if you want to get a dedicated swim bait rod. Um, For that rod, I would recommend like a 200 size reel, you know, pick your poison, just use a Tatula 200 or a Corrado 200. I'm a big Shimano guy. I only throw Shimano reels because I like to service my own reels and they all are pretty much the same thing inside. So it helps me out and everything. Like I can close my eyes and, and fix them or whatever, <laughs> you know, and yeah. they, they all feel the same too. Like if you, it doesn't matter if you're throwing like a 300 or a 200, they kind of feel the same sure. and I know what to expect of them, you know? Yeah. All right. But that's what, uh, uh, gear ratio on a, on a swim bait reel. What are you looking for? All of my swim bait reels. I know I'm probably going to get some heat from this. If there's swim bait guys that watch this, but I throw <laughs> all seven gears. So anything okay. like I have the Corrado 200 in a seven gear, uh, all the Tranxes are in seven gears. And then my Scorpions, I think those are seven gears as well. Okay. So those are, and the Antares I think is an eight maybe. So those are all. You like that? You like that Antares reel? I did. I, I do. I do. Yeah, the only, yeah, only reason I have very... one, I'm not, I'm not one to buy super expensive equipment yeah, like that they're high like, all the time. Yeah. Um, I found it used for like 200 bucks. Oh, wow. So the, a really good resource to go to for like used gear and used swim baits is swim bait underground yep. and swim bait universe. You can find like, I saw a Corrado there for 68 bucks and I bought it. Wow. Like, dude, crazy cheap stuff. Like I bought some swim yeah. baits from there all the time. Um, yeah, it's it's a great place to find used gear. So if you guys want to like, you know, if there's any beginners out there that want to get, yeah, yeah, and I've gotten like like when I first started out, guys like gave me free swim baits to to try out. You know, mm-hmm. like there's some super nice guys on there. You know, so I've given awesome. out some stuff to some dudes. Like it's like a community. It is, yeah. It's like a message board, and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, super in depth message board, but yes, uh, yeah. SU is a pretty big deal for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of whining that goes on in both of those boards, but you know, sure. you just got it. You just got it. It's it's everywhere. You just know, filter it is through. It is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, so you said that you might catch some crap for <clears throat> saying like a seven. Um, mm-hmm. what wh- what are most guys throwing swim baits on in terms of gear ratio? And if yeah. you would be so kind, mm-hmm. um, if anybody's listening, they don't know what that means. What what does gear ratio mean in a in a fishing reel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so gear ratio is pretty much how many inches per turn your reel is taking in line. So a seven gear is going to be faster than a six gear and a six gear is going to be faster than a a five gear. So it pretty much is, you know, a higher number, the higher first number means a more inches per turn. Um, I don't think it makes that big of a deal on like soft baits because I can just reel slower and pretty disciplined on reeling slower. Even when I would get amped up, like if I see a fish following (laughs) the bait, like I can, I can can keep it like, I can keep it going. 
Um, but I like that faster gear ratio because I have so much hard cover around here, like logs. We have gators. We've got all sorts of stuff. We've got oh, docks you. that are like metal. I mean, no like, gators. Mm -hmm. like I want my bait to get in fast. Like if I've got a fish and I've got a gator coming in right next to it, oh. trying to get the fish, I, I want to get the fish in and I want to get the fish in the boat. I want to get the heck out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's like, F the gear ratio, fire up the main uh. motor. <laughs> Yeah. Get me out. Oh, okay, wait. Gear ratio. Yeah. Is that like on a bike? Like if yeah, you change it gears, it is. No, if it you go is. higher, then you yeah. pedal more and it goes around more times. Yeah. Right? yeah. So like he's saying on a gear ratio, all, all reels are late. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good way. <sighs> that of, helped like, my brain. Yeah, okay. of illustrating it. So like <laughs> at first I was like, always, am I going to sound real dumb? It's always first number or first point something number like 6.81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is just a full turn of the, of the handle. Okay. So that means 6.8 spins of that spool, which depending on the spool size, there's some variations. But like he said, that's how many inches are coming in. Um, so do most swim bait guys go the slower for soft baits? Most of them do. Yeah. So that's why I was explaining the soft bait and why I like a faster gear ratio because of how yeah. I fish and where I fish, <laughs> you yep. know, yeah. but with glide baits, a lot of guys use faster reels because it helps you give the bait more control. I should say, um, another big thing is handles like oversized handles. So like mm -hmm. go Nexus handles, yep. ZPI yep. makes some handles, DRT makes some handles. Um, but go Nexus ones are really solid that's what i have on actually all of my reels yeah they they allow they they give you more control over baits that you use reel inputs with so mm -hmm. glide baits that's a big thing because you're using your reel a lot of the time to get the bait inputs so you can do some crazy stuff like you make baits like spin around Turn, like do 360s yeah. and you mm -hmm. can steer them so then basically work their way under a dock and stuff like that so you make them glide to one side and keep on going under there and then you can keep on fishing them out under the dock if you make a bad cast or something like that. But yeah, so the that's gear ratio and handles because a bigger handle also will take in more line. So my reels are actually probably a little higher than, so like on my Corrado 200, it's a 741 gear ratio. So it's probably closer to eight because I have, I have a 120 millimeter handle. Sure, yep. I don't yep, know, but makes... it, it basically makes, gets more line in because it's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. that makes a lot of sense. I like that. It yeah. makes sense, but it's crazy. My brain is melting. <laughs> yeah, it's very specific. Yeah. Nate, Nate, tell us about like I know um I know a couple of years ago, I think it was that you started getting into like like he was saying the S waiver and then yeah. you used a couple of those like uh lucky craft, those goofy jointed ones that I gave you. Um yeah. tell us about your kind of experience, what you know about swim bait fishing and 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 I know you haven't done it a ton, but your your yeah. experience with it and what you want to learn and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not near to the level uh, that uh, Brendan is here, but you know, it's just uh, it, kind of like he said. I it took me a little bit, but but learning that uh, the the way you crank the handle or or the the reel really is more controlling of the bait than you know jerking the rod tip or you know sure. shaking it or something like that. Like using that reel to give that bait the action is uh, is you know learning that is is really helpful. Uh, that goofy little bait that you talked about, I got it right here. That lucky craft, uh, live pointer. I don't remember what you call it. Yeah, oh, it's a little, little, or is that? No, that's a lucky craft. It looks yeah, like it looks like a magic swimmer. Point. Yeah, it looks oh, a lot like yeah, the Sabil magic swimmer. A lot swimmer, like but, the Sabil. Interesting. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. hmm. But yeah, so like I said, I'm not nowhere near to his level. Um, uh, but I do have a little bait that I absolutely love, and it's this. Uh, it's this evergreen ES flat. 
Those are good. And it, Those are really good. it is, I absolutely love this bait. And this is the bait that I, that really turned me on to like learning the function of the reel uh, is, is what's going to give this bait its action. And I don't know if you can see it on the camera or not, but this, you know, it's got some hook rash and, you know, teeth marks. I've caught a ton of fish uh, on this bait. Uh, I absolutely love it. I'm pretty sure uh, Evergreen discontinued it, of course. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, like I said, that that's about it. I I throw a lot of these a lot of these baits on a I think it's a seven six uh, heavy, but it's a glass or like half glass composite rod. Um, so so I'm I instead of having the stretch in the line uh, with, you know, the big game or something, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing fluoro cause I want that line to, to sink and be as clear as possible. And then I use that rod for a little bit more forgiveness, uh, you know, when I set the hook or something like that. So um, again, probably why I don't uh, catch a ton of fish on swim baits. That's just kind of, kind of why, why, uh, why I do what I do, but uh, you know, everybody's a little different and it's definitely something that, that I want to, uh, expand on more this year, which is why, you know, like Jordan said, we were super stoked to get you on here. So, uh, let's, yeah, don't, let's not talk, but, but let the man talk, like give us, uh, <laughs> give us some more goods. No, I think give it's, I think it's good, good to hear, you know, cause I, I, we were talking about, uh, Brendan's story with where he started in fishing. I think everybody yeah. can relate to it. Like somebody like me who's done it quite a bit, but is nowhere near what I would call myself an expert because it's not my yeah. go-to, you know, I, 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 I have a decent selection of swim baits and I've done it for quite a while, but I wouldn't, like if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, teach me about swim baits," I'd probably defer and be like, "Yo, go to this guy," you know. Yep. Um, and not yep. out of like fake humility, I'm just not an expert. Or maybe somebody like you who's done it a little bit, or somebody like Lola who's like, "Dude, these baits are so cool looking. What the heck do I do with them?" Um, you know, I think everybody's in a in a spot on the on the <clears> journey, and um, it's also interesting. What, what are your thoughts on, um, what are your thoughts on Brendan? Uh, pros using big swim baits and stuff in tournaments and stuff now like that's pretty crazy right it's super interesting i remember seeing edwin evers um i think it was at the oh, last yeah, does press. It too. Yeah, yeah he was in oklahoma i think i think it was i don't know the, wherever the last red crest was and he was throwing mm-hmm. the uh bullshed trick shad which is yep. kind of a choppy but it's like a smooth choppy gliding bait it's a really really sweet yeah. like glide bait um but he just released it at the red crest i believe or maybe it was at the classic last year um, but Edwin had that and he was smoking them over like at docks. It was like so cool to see it. And then like Matt Robertson, he's throwing all these other baits and everything. It's mm-hmm. like super cool to see the guys like starting to figure it out. But like, there's been guys doing this like on tournament level uh, for years for, yep. so like Byron Velvick. I'm not sure if you guys know yeah, him. Yeah, of course. He's one of the yeah, OGs yeah. that like, I mean, he knows what he's doing out there in California. Yeah. The California uh, visor. Yeah. A good, yeah, a good buddy of mine. A good buddy of mine uh, actually oh, really? fishing out of his 2006 uh, Triton. So the, oh, boat, that's dope. That he, the boat he ran in 2006, a good buddy of mine owns that boat and uh, fishes out of it today. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man, it's got that like good vibe going to it for the boat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's got the mojo got working for him for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he's a stud it. too. So it, you yeah. know, that's so cool, dude. Man. Heck yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so Brennan, got some crazy stuff. Oh my gosh. He's, he's, he's a master yeah, of that. <laughs> I think you're right. He's an OG. Like he, he started catching fish on like the big swim baits like so long ago mm-hmm. that like people almost don't even bring him up in the conversation as they should, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like, yeah. like, yeah, a lot, a lot of those West coast guys were on it. So, so long ago um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, they've been almost forgotten about. 
which is which is kind of crazy. So you said, um, you know, the the HUD sixty eight and um, the River to Sea S waiver. Do you have any other baits that you would recommend for somebody who's maybe starting or kind of in that middle ground? Um, because yeah. I do think in the in the swim bait world, it's an interesting deal. You know, I don't think most people are wanting to go get like a Roman made mother or you know some absurdly expensive bait that if they lost it it's like a, a you know a week's pay yeah um, what's another good bait for people Throwing who are trying to 250s and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah silly yeah. stuff yeah what, what's some other baits that are good to, to kind of get yourself going if you want to get into the game brennan mm-hmm. yeah the jackal ganarel was that was that was actually one of the first baits the first swim baits i ever threw was the jackal ganarel and the cool thing about it especially for beginners is it's a little different but it floats so that's a big thing so you're not, if you, you know, there you go right there. That's the, I think that's the junior one. That's a perfect size and color yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really eatable size. Yeah. And it's perfect for like the North too, because it's a bluegill and kind of a shad shape. Like you, you just kind of pick your colors and everything. It's got a crappie mm-hmm. color and everything. So yeah. bluegill are in most areas. So it has that profile, but it's not too tall. So the fish don't like bounce off of it or whatever. Yeah. It's like perfect. And it has swiveling hook hangers. I'm not too big on like that or whatever, but it's a it's a good swimming bait it's different though like it's it's a little different it has side fins that act as the lip so instead of having the lip on the front it has those angled side fins that make yeah. it swim down a little base i think it goes to like three feet somewhere around there um yeah it's, that's a great bait to fish for beginners because it floats you awesome. just slow crank it just slow crank it and then every once in a while stop it and it'll glide out to the side then keep on going and glide out to the side and it keeps on going. It's a great beginner bait, super easy to retrieve. You can find them everywhere. Comes in a bunch of different colors. Um, if you fish clear water, probably good to get like a transparent color. They have mm-hmm. some good bluegill yep. ones. Yeah. Um, and then they have, you know, my favorite is the bass pattern. It's my favorite one for the gig gantrel, which is the bigger version of the regular gantrel. Yep. And then there's the regular size gantrel. Yeah, um, this one that I have here is called the the ghost gill. Um, to your point, it's a it's yes. a really cool kind of pumpkin seed bluegill combo pattern, but mm-hmm. it's transparent. Um, yeah. which with where we fish in the clear water, it's literally the yeah. main reason I bought this thing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm just completely no, agreeing no. with you. No, totally. And then the bass pattern for me, since I fish down south, so we have like a couple inches of visibility most of the time, maybe a foot, maybe a two foot on a good day if we haven't had any rain or anything. Uh, that bass pattern is really good for me because it has a nice hard like lateral line that's black. It also has a really bright silver. It has a nice green pearl over. So I like that one. It three, I think it throws a little bit of light, a little better than the, the other colors. Um, okay. That's just to me. But okay. I kind of want to try that red one that they came out with. It's like a red carp. It's wild yeah. looking. But I want to yeah. try that one see how it works down here. Because I don't throw any red swim baits. Like that's something I don't mm. see many people doing. Um, and I completely you know, forgot about it. And then I was going to paint up some for myself and to fish this spring for the pre-spawn and I missed the pre-spawn. I didn't even throw the red. So I was like, dang it, I forgot forgot about it. So I'm going to paint some hopefully this week for myself. So that way I can use them next pre-spawn in the summer. So pre-spawn in February. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's January. so wild to me. January. January. Yeah, because it's February now and it's about to be. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Dude. Okay. So, wait, real talk. Yeah. How often? Give us some good questions, Bert. I really no, want to hear not, your perspective. It's not a good here. one. It's about alligators. How often oh, <laughs> are you having an interaction with an alligator? Like, where, why are you going where there are gators? I just. She has a full blown phobia of alligators. Like straight like up, yeah. cannot. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh man. Well, they're in pretty much most of the lakes and the rivers here. Um, I'm sorry, we're never coming I mean, to visit. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> almost every time I go for the most part, like I fish a bunch of private like ponds and stuff. If I just want to like, if I only have like an hour, they're pretty close to my house. So I can just, you know, run over there real quick, catch a few fish. Most of those are like managed, you know, so the guys like shoot the gators or whatever. Like somebody I shot a 16 footer in one of them. I kind of feel oh, like I'm going to throw Holy up. crap. I'm going to vomit. Jeez. Yeah, in a little yeah. private pond, he shot a 16 footer. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. I can't feel my body. <laughs> Wow. It's bigger than the boat I fished out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I ask? That's kind of awesome, but, actually. No. I mean, they, he wants to wrestle an alligator. Okay. Yeah, this man. Oh, dude, let's do it. Come on down. We'll, no. We'll, like, we'll act, like legitimately, no. actually. <laughs> yeah. Because as I understand it, all their bite power is down. So, like, once you get their mouth yeah. shut, they're easy to keep yeah. shut. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to hop on one. Yeah. I just want to hop on one. We'll rope it. Oh, that'd be so dope. I would legitimately actually do that. Have fun. Yeah. All right, come on down. I am not going. Okay, so give, give us a give us a, a fishing question, Lola. If if you're like, if you if you want to fish a uh, swim bait and you have and an this... alligator goes by, no, not that. Do no I... more alligators. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's obsessed. She can't get her brain <laughs> off it. Alligators. Yeah, she can't get her brain off the alligator thing. Yeah. Let's let's change okay. the title. Alligators. All questions. Alligators tonight. Yeah, that's that's I'll all it be, is. Like, yeah. Dry heaving <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah. Every once in a while, we have to like mute her in the background. She's like. <laughs> throwing up like on the crying. couch yeah <laughs> oh my gosh okay what do you want me to ask no i just mean like if you wanted to fish <laughs> swim baits with not as much knowledge about them what would you ask a guy like where do you start what where do you throw them i don't know how what... do you how do you move your rod yeah like, that's a good do you, question do you do the thing well that's exactly it see like that's that's a big thing in the swim bait world what no yeah go ahead do you jiggle mm-hmm. it what do you because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to sit that one the mm-hmm. had 68 the hud hud yeah. dang it you're not you were there you were there yeah you're all right i am i need to go to bed oh, got that coffee working and and, coffee. and you're thinking alligators so oh you're just on a whole different thing right now <laughs> bad yeah you're gonna go back and ask him a question so what's your name where are you from are you serious <laughs> let's go yeah. <laughs> dementia yeah for sure she's losing it because like it's 9 30 here which oh. for us as parents of six kids that's like 2 a.m i'm so tired yeah so we're just like delirious but yeah that's a great question though actually i think that's you i don't think you even yeah. realize how good of a question what? you actually just Thank asked you so much um in the swim bait world like i remember when i first heard uh kyle uh Jockamson talking about working a swim bait and mm-hmm. i was so surprised at what he didn't do with his rod so um mm. yeah give us give us some insight there brennan that's a great question actually lola all righty so that's kind of a loaded question so it is for some so for <laughs> most of the soft baits most of the soft baits that i fish it's generally a slow retrieve and then sometimes i'll burn it in real quick so it's pretty much just going down and then it hops up the bottom and then i let it sink down so most of the soft baits I have, they kick on the way down, which is a big thing for me. So it's going down, it's it's sitting there on the bottom, it's kind of it's, you know slowly dragging along, and then I'll pop it, and then it'll flutter down, and that's okay. kind of getting a reaction strike. So like when you're fishing a lipless, if you're yo-yoing a lipless, yeah, it's sure. pretty much the same thing, just slower in between like rips. Um, so that's what the normal retrieve that I use for a citizen. I don't really swim these very often, but I can fish these as frogs too, which is pretty cool. We can get into that later and how this yeah, can be yeah, please. Water, yeah. yeah, so a slow, a slow steady retrieve sometimes with occasional pops, uh, depending on what mood your fish are in. So if you're fishing colder water, sometimes you want to pop that reel in. 
Um, so that way it hops off the bottom to get that reaction straight. In the summer, I don't normally do that. I like a super slow retrieve to where that tail's just barely kicking back there. And that's what I normally do for soft baits. That's it. Glide baits, it gets into a completely different way. Some glide oh baits my. like rod inputs more than real inputs. And most glide baits actually like real inputs more. So yeah. if I'm working a bait and I see some fish behind it, I'll stop it. And if they don't bite it then, or if they don't, you know, nose up on it and bite it, I'll pop it a few times with the reel. So you're, it's kind of like uh, working a frog. All right. Well, most people don't work it like that, but um, there's really isn't any other baits out there that you work with your reel. So you're pretty much yeah. doing. Yeah, I was gonna say, show me with your hand. Turns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. partial turns on the reel. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like my hand wouldn't. It would just. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's really it, It's weird at first. It it's super weird at first. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but you, you yeah, basically. You know, turn the reel like quarter turns or third turns, depending on what baits. Different baits like different inputs, which is another thing you got to learn. That's why it's good to stick with a few baits so you can learn the inputs. Because with glide baits, it's kind of weird because some baits like different inputs. So some glides like rod inputs. So you might put your rod like a jerk bait to get it to glide out like that. Or you use I your know reel. They were also finicky. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, so rod inputs real input sometimes it just depends on the bait that's why it's a good thing to put in time with your baits there that's the is. biggest thing you know that's that's the biggest thing right there is put in time okay. with baits that are proven and you know that's that's one of the bigger not things. had 68 the hud 68 <laughs> hud 68 <laughs> it's proven yeah and i'm yeah. gonna try it what was that what was that you were just holding up right there brennan what what bait was that yeah that's a 316 workhorse that is okay. my favorite glide bait of all time yeah, 316 makes some of the coolest stuff. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Good. Yeah, 316 oh, makes some freaking awesome stuff. But yeah, Mickey Ellis is the guy who owns the company. Yep. Uh, his baits have caught multiple fish up to 20 pounds. Oh, this gosh. workhorse, I think, has caught a 17. Um, there's a, tons of 10s on them, but this is my favorite bait of all time. I have a bunch of them. <laughs> it's like awesome. my fate. This is like if I ever, if I had one bait to fish with the rest of my life that would be this in this color wow oh. there's a there's an endorsement sheesh it's yeah. the bait it is the glide bait um and there's a bunch of reasons why but yeah, that's that's the one right there okay it's, it's uh special. you like their you soft. like their soft stuff too or no i do i do i love his soft stuff they're yeah incredible baits incredible that's all i have of theirs is there's some of their soft swim baits i don't have any of their hard stuff but do you have the mission fish uh, I do, uh, and I have uh, what's the what's the one that the rising, rising sun? sun? That? Yeah, that's a rising killer. Sun. You sent you sent me a bunch of those links, didn't you? A while yeah, back. yeah. They're yeah, just there's that. something yeah. about them, dude. And, they, and the funny thing is, when you look at them, they don't. I don't know if it's the formulation of the plastic, uh, the, the specificity in the shape. They don't look all that bananas. Like they don't. You look at it, and it doesn't really look all that different than a regular kind of chunky boot tail swim bait, like an optimum mm-hmm. boom boom or something. But man, they swim perfectly. Yeah. They move perfectly. Like you said, you can use them as like a top water frog if you have a mm-hmm. like an unweighted like you know six seven odd beast type. Oh, this one I use hook. with the weight. There's a special yeah. way about this one. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll get into that if you want. But yeah, later, they're but, they're just yeah. they're just next level good. They just work. So and they're not even. I mean, they're not super cheap, but they're not absurdly expensive. No, um, they're, they're perfect soft baits for beginners. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, they're the, the Rising Suns, the Mission Fish, um, but his baits are special because he hand carves the masters. Most people 3D print them and mm. use the, either a negative or a 3D printed master. He hand carves these. This 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 used to be or. He hand carves a master and then pours silicone over it and makes a mold of it. So right, right, every right. bait is was a block of wood at one at one point. That's which it. is amazing. His consistency about how 
everything is about the bait, like how, how, like just the scaling, everything, the detail work uh, on the face and everything. It's just, it's just draw dropper. Like what he can do yeah. and on the scale he's doing too, like his consistency on the hard baits is insane because those are all wood at one point as well. Um, yeah. Not the actual bait, but they, you know, he carved them out. Right, right, right. It's insane. The consistency, it's almost better than an ABS bait at, at times. Like I have, it's, it's insane. <laughs> His stuff is, I mean, I would go to say it's the best on, on, on the market. Like it's caught the most big fish, maybe, maybe other than the Huddleston or Adepts 250. Those two kind of have, you know, pretty good holding spots, but yeah, sure. those three, three, three brands right there, 316 Huddleston and the Depths 250. Those are like three, you know, that have caught the most probably 10 pounders. Yeah, that's the. I remember a few years ago, I was reading an article. Uh, I think it was on maybe three, four years ago. It was on like Bassmaster, like on Facebook or something. They were talking about the the rising sun, and mm-hmm. every other comment was, "Oh yeah, they're the best." And then the next comment was like, "Stop talking about this shit." Like people didn't <laughs> want people knowing about it. Like all these dudes, yeah. it was like yeah. super encouraging. And the next one was like, "Shut up!" Like. <laughs> back and so i was like okay this must be legit i think that's how i got turned on to it because i was so thrown off by so many people being so mad that people were talking about it and then i yeah the stuff is just yeah it's it's the deal it's absolutely the deal how do you it's it's super funny you mentioned that jordan because uh just the other night you know we talked about uh uh terry and uh ken duke and ken duke's got that you know night after dark he just did bass after dark it's so funny yeah bass after dark yeah he just did one the other night i watched a little bit of it where uh, he's talking about like baits that have been forgotten Mm -hmm. and like how a lot of times the fishermen are the reason that these great baits get discontinued for reasons just like you're saying like they're such fantastic baits. They catch so much fish, but nobody talks about them. Nobody, <laughs> you know, nobody endorses yeah. them because you know nobody wants anyone else fishing them. They just want to yeah. save exactly. Yeah. They want to save I mean, it to themselves, and then that bait gets discontinued, and then they're like, "Oh my god, how how am I going to find these baits?" I'm like, well, you shouldn't yeah, have kept it, it yeah. so secret, stupid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why you buy a bunch of them so that way you keep a stock of them. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> yeah, exactly you gotta it, load yeah. up on them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so talk about Brendan. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, and we're kind of bouncing around now, but okay. I'm okay with that. Um, to, yeah, to Lola's question about how do you, you know, how do you work in uh, a swim bait? Um, you talked about swim bait spinning, and and that, I don't mean spinning as in like tipping sideways, but I mean like turning where the the front of the mm-hmm. the face is now turned around. around. Yep. Um, yes. Talk about that, would you? So it's doing tricks. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy so like if you got fish following it behind it and mm-hmm. some swim baits won't do this some will um yep. also your rod and reel plays a big part into this as well so some rod and reels don't let other baits do this so you might have a bait that does it and you don't know it so a higher gear ratio is you know usually better but you can reel the bait in you've got fish behind it and you can't seem to get them to commit to the bait so you're working mm-hmm. the bait you, you can chop it a few times if you're you know say you're doing a straight retrieve you're retrieving it over a lay down, you get some followers and then you stop the bait and you give it a few chops or a glide it out. Um, and the fish still don't commit and they seem kind of interested still, but you can burn that bait in real quick and give it a twirl and the bait will spin around. And sometimes that will actually get bites that will actually how do you, make those fish. You, commit. Yeah. So what do you do? It's yeah, a really, your hands. You, some people <laughs> do it with the rod and they do a quick pump with the rod and it pulls in a few feet of line. And then they stop it and give the rod like they they basically do this and then give the rod some line sometimes. Or you can do it with your reel and just reel it in real fast and then give it some line. 
I feel like I get too so. excited and I'd like throw my rod or something. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I'd be like, ah, and then it would yeah. be bad. But yeah, it's a weird, it, not, like not many people do it. <laughs> it's, it's a little like niche, I, sh- I should say. Not many people. Yeah. I, I hear people talk about it, getting it to spin, but I also think, um, I, do you remember a few years ago when Rapala kind of fell on their face with that? Uh, what's it called? The scatter, the scatter rap scatter. or whatever. Scatter where you know, rap. yeah, I think it was where they were basically trying to emulate. This is a thing that goes. And we, we're not here to talk about balsa baits, but God dang it, I love <laughs> balsa baits so much, dude. I know Nate's into them too. Um, but uh, a bunch of years ago, dudes were customizing their crankbaits by just literally melting the bill with a lighter, so that the the bill would make a weird shape or whatever, so mm-hmm. that the it wouldn't run straight. It would run kind of cockeyed or it would come back and forth or whatever because in nature, a fish doesn't go and just track straight all the time. You know, even in schools, when there's giant schools, they're darting all over. And, and, um, again, I don't remember who it was. Um, gosh, dog, what's that? Butch Brown. Is that the dude's name? Butch. Is it Butch Brown? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's not like your dad or grandpa or something, is it? No, he's not. I checked. Okay. I, I asked him. I asked some people, and I was like, "Dang!" Okay. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I was like, "I was like, do we have an uncle named Butch Brown?" <laughs> yeah, I wish. By right? Chance. Yeah, yeah. This this legend and big bait fishing. And have you have you watched know, interviews uh, with that sucker? That boy is wild, dude. That's a that's yeah. a strange cat, dude. He's he's um, one cool guy that he knows some stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's he's so he's so on point with like swim bait stuff that when he talks, it's like he's speaking a different language, and you almost have to like rewatch what he's saying because you're like, right. wait, what? He, 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 I get two pumps on the what, and he and I flared him on a, on a chop, and then he spun him 180, but not the full what, and he came mm-hmm. up, and I, I mean he's just so specific. But any, I think it might have been him, but he was talking about that how um, fish don't swim in a straight line. And if you can mm-hmm. make your big swim bait turn like really hard, whether it's a 90 or a 180, even mm-hmm. it just really convinces the fish that are following it. Like number one, this is a real fish. And number two, that fish just effed up. Like he went the wrong yeah. direction and like, yeah. it's going to be an easy meal now, you know? So mm-hmm. if, if a, if a fish is tracking behind a swim bait and you can get it to spin that, that fish is like, Oh, this is easy. You know, you're making it like a, like an easy meal. And uh, so it's a tricky little deal, but yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. And if you're real and you're real and you're real in your bait, like say glide bait or whatever, sometimes I'll give it rod pumps and just make it shoot like really far and fast mm-hmm. um, just to get a reaction strike to see like even if there's not fish following it. Like even, yeah. you know, water clarity here, usually I don't see followers. Um, oh, okay. We just don't have the vision here. Like I can't see. Like unless I go to a, a clearer lake where I can see, um, I usually don't know if I'm getting followers or not until they get like right to the boat. You know? Oh, dang. So How that's far a big thing are you here. casting this out? Uh, depends question? on what I'm going for. I okay. mean, if I'm fishing like around cypress trees or whatever, I might be pitching it right up next to them or a dock. I might be standing out, you know, parallel with the dock or against like on the side of the dock or anything like that. Yeah. It just depends on the scenario. Okay. Yeah. That's not a dumb question yeah. at all. That's like any, it's like any bait. Yeah. It kind of depends on what you're fishing, where you're fishing, whatever. Yeah. Um, gosh, dog, I just had a really good question for you in my head, but now I lost it. <laughs> It was so right. good too. Give me, give me a sec. I'll, it'll come back. It was, it was just, uh, it was just like the best, the best question. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. See? Um, why do we get so many follows on swim baits why, versus other mm-hmm. type of baits? Or is it just that we don't see them as much on other types of baits and we do actually get follows? You get them on some other baits, uh, like various top waters, like larger top waters. Sometimes you get sure. followers, mm-hmm. uh, bigger spinner baits. You get followers sometimes, yeah. uh, but swim baits, it's like, 
probably the size and not as many people are throwing them. Nowadays, yeah. a lot of people are throwing them, but still there's not a ton of people that know what they're doing that are yeah. throwing them. So if yeah. you don't like, sometimes like if you're not knowing what you're doing can sometimes kill other bites that are going on on the lake. And mm. we can get into that later if you want or now or whatever, but yeah, go. Yeah. yeah let's hear it. Yeah. I completely forgot about the question. What? Oh, followers. Sorry. Yeah. Why do we have followers? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've, I've always thought of it. No, I, I, and I'm, I'm so bad. You said you had ADHD. I'm a hundred percent sure I do as well. Um, uh, I've always thought of it. And again, I don't know everything, but I've always thought of it as like a curiosity thing. Like you said, people aren't throwing them and it mm-hmm. looks like a meal for the fish as it's whatever, but they're probably kind of like, what is this thing? You know, just, yeah. They're, and it's they're, big too. It's like something they don't, just don't see. Or it, right. a lot of the time when they see something big like that, it yeah. means that it's real. Um, I really don't think that fish are thinking that these hard baits are real, but I feel a fish is thinking the soft baits are real. That's why yeah. I think I see more big fish getting caught on soft baits than hard baits. Because number one, okay. they're silent. Number two, they look more real. Number three, they feel real. So when a fish bites them, uh, it feels like a real fish. So it lets yeah. them hold on a little bit longer. It might give you an extra second or so. That's so a good big things. And they don't have hooks hanging off of them. It's pretty, mm-hmm. most of them don't have hooks hanging off of them. So they're pretty stealthy. It just looks like a real fish. And it also has the tail kick. Um, but yeah, hard baits, like, I mean, if a fish saw one of these, like, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious which one you would rather hit if you were a fish, right? I mean, it'd right, be the right. one that looks real, that sounds, you know, or doesn't sound like anything. It doesn't have like things hanging off of it. Exactly. And that's a big thing too for me is I use smaller hooks than most people. Okay. I use okay. like crankbait hooks. I mean, these are actually kind of big on this bait, but yeah, I use like super light wire hooks and I just don't set the hook on trouble hook baits. I just load into them because the line's got a ton of stretch. My rod is bending quite a bit. So the hooks just find their place because they're super small. So they're just going to go in. Dude's but, just barfing info yeah. right now. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love and it also gets a slower fall in some baits. So that might matter to some people. Yeah, sure. So, so tell us about that. The, the idea of throwing a swim bait and how it can mess up other bites and Mm-hmm. patterns and yeah so this is this is basically conditioning fish um so mm-hmm. mike gilbert talks a lot about this and if you guys want to watch like his videos his videos are like crazy detailed like that dude has caught so many giant fish and he knows what he's talking like he's like on it like that okay dude knows it. but um he actually makes these two baits right here so he owns working class zero so he his soft baits are killer amazing baits but um so conditioning fish is basically say you cast out to a laydown because laydowns are big over here so you cast your chad chad over to a laydown all right the hooks are banging against the bait and you get a few followers and you reel it in and you chop it a few times or whatever to see if those fish commit all right they don't commit you've got a couple of followers you cast right back into that same place that fish where those fish came to your boat and they saw the bait and they saw the boat and they swam off they saw the bait you know kind of come out of the water or whatever all right you cast into there Again, you're showing that same bait and you're getting the same uh, exact scenario happening again, which is not good. You're conditioning those fish to know that that bait right there and that sound uh, is related to you and the boat, which means danger. Because most mm. fish know that boats are danger. So you're conditioning sure. fish, especially big fish, if you get big fish right. follows, um, it makes kind of a big deal. So it might shut the bait, bite off for some other people. So here... I know if you guys that throw swim baits, I have no idea how good they are or if they know how to attack like a, hang, a laydown around here. So I have to throw completely different baits. Like I can't throw a glide around a laydown here. Like I have to throw other baits. So my bait specifically, I designed two fish laydowns because it's huh. different than any other bait that's thrown around laydowns here. So that's my like bluegill wake bait. 
uh, it's it's really weird to say a wake bait is thrown around laydowns because sometimes the laydown is a couple of feet deep, um, but it calls them up, which is pretty sure. Crazy. Yeah, that's so, cool. But yeah, that's I mean, kind of the basics of it. <laughs> yeah, no, is, that makes it that makes a ton you know. of sense. <laughs> it, Nate, it, it, it's you, not the stuff might be out there. <laughs> are you taking notes, Nate? I, I got the notebook. I got the notebook okay. right here. Okay. Seeing the, seeing the, seeing the pink pen you. flash. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on this. So yeah, yeah I told yeah. you to do was drop a knowledge for sure. Yeah. Um, Brandon, <laughs> one of the, one of the things we had talked about before you, before we actually started recording was um, we referenced one of our homies who, I don't know if you said you had any of his baits, but you know about him, fish 30 acre. Um, and mm-hmm. we don't have to go into fish 30 acre specifically. Um, Cause mm-hmm. he's just a buddy, you know, whatever. If he wants to start paying us, we'll start talking about his baits. But um, I'm just I'm totally kidding. I'm 1 million percent kidding. Um, but there's a lot of, um, and like Lola was, you know, referencing or talking about the coolness of swim bait underground. Um, there's places you can find these, but there's a lot of like smaller makers of, of some pretty cool stuff. What are some smaller companies that you know of that maybe you could turn people on to um, that the, oh, yeah. the common fishermen might not know about? Yes. So this one right here. So, Josh Heron owns this Tattoo Designs. He makes the Eon Glide. So if you have the money, this is the best beginner glide bait out there because it does everything. Oh. Or the best beginner glide bait, in my opinion, I should say, um, from the testing that I've done. Um, I actually have like three or four of these. So I loan them out to people that are beginning. So like friends that I are saying, that. hey, I yeah, just cool, want to get into that's swim awesome. bait. Because it's like the perfect bait for a beginner. And it's also like perfect for really anyone. It just works that well that you don't have to be an expert yes. yet or no, it's just incredible. Like it's like one of the better ones out there because it has a super slow sink. Um, it gets bit. That's the big thing. You can feel it whenever you're reeling it in, which is a big thing for me. I like to feel my baits. That's another big thing with balsa baits that some yeah. baits you can't feel. And it's just like, you're dragging in a wet sock or you're just dragging in your line <laughs> with no bait on yeah. it. You know, yeah. I can't so most of the baits I have here sitting here on my table, I can feel, um, or see visually. So that's a big thing with this bait. I can feel it. it. I can feel it going back and forth. Okay. Another thing it does, it does everything well. Yeah, uh, you can glide it out super wide. You can chop it kind of. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. it's perfect. Like you can literally anywhere you put a spinner bait, you can throw this pretty much. Except it does have treble hooks, so it'll hang if you throw it like right onto a laydown or a stump sure. or whatever like that. Uh, it's just it gets bit, which is a big thing for me. So if you yeah. have like a hundred and I think these I don't know these retail for like one. 60 okay I think. um but they're amazing they're killer so he, i think yeah. he makes the six seven and an eight and then he has a nine and some other ones coming mm. so these are amazing um if you're beginning you say the name of that was again uh the tato eon so tato, tato designs eon. eon glide yep gotcha. and he does like uh camera mounts some super solid camera mounts as well and he makes like these little mm. like finesse guppy heads and stuff like that a bunch of other wow. stuff like uh the same guy that makes like the it's the gopro mount that like goes in the pedestal seat in the yep. back or yep. they yeah they hook he on has, the, like, different uh, like, everything. yeah you can like mount them to your graphs if you're running dual mm-hmm. graphs at your console and stuff like that i've seen some of their some oh, of the mounts okay. i didn't know that he made baits mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's, yeah they're that's on his cool. website i think he's sold out at the moment um his stuff goes pretty quick sometimes but yeah that's cool solid yeah. stuff and his paint lasts his baits are durable and yeah, they're just amazing, and they look cool. oh. like they look. Yeah, they does that does look really good. Yeah, but yeah, another one. If you're if you're if you have like a hundred bucks, the DRT Tiny Clash is awesome because yeah, of the how Clash. I love is. that bait. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the tiny one. So you can, you know, remove the lip. They come with, they have like a ton of different lips. They have different tails. Um, they also have bumper guards, which you can probably fit them on the tiny flash. I'm not sure if they make them exactly, but I know they make them for the ghost. Um, this one right here, killer bait for beginners. It gets bit. You can fish it just like a crankbait. It feels like a crankbait. They have different modes for waking. They have glide modes. They have, I don't know what you call it. Like you put in the, the, uh, shoot, what is it? You flip this tail the other way you take out mm -hmm. the lip and I put a little bit of lead here and here and you basically fish it and it just does like weird stuff. Like it just goes nuts. <laughs> so whenever cool. they're, whenever they're feeding on like bluebacks, um, or they're just feeding like crazy, I just throw this thing and it's like right up there on the surface and the dang thing is just going wild and the fish just come yeah. up and smash it. Cause it's like, it's going all over the place. I'm reeling the dang thing in and twitching the rod. It looks like I'm having a stroke on the boat. And that one, I always like to, the, the clash, the original tail setup is like that, right? Where the tail is yep. sideways. Yeah. Just not, like not right like a, in line with the bait, uh, but yep. like you, like you yeah, this is the regular yeah. clash right here, but you can get yeah. these used for like a hundred bucks on swimming underground or whatever, you know? Yeah. So you just got to find the right one. But yeah, they're, there's a killer. And clash is spelled with a K, right? Yes. Clash. Yeah. Uh, DRT makes it. So I, yeah. they actually might have some baits on the website. If you guys want to buy directly from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's like K L A S H. Yeah. Yeah. They're yep. really yeah. new. Yeah. And the tiny clash is the small one. I think it's 6.6 .6 inches. And then the DRT clash nine or the K nine, as most people call it is like nine inches. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one's four ounces. And then the tiny clash is like, I don't know, under two ounces or something, but Sweet. then this is one more for you guys real quick here. Bullshad makes the regular, like everyone knows the bullshad. That's right. a killer bait. This one's one of my favorites that he makes right here. Um, I don't have a front hook on it. You can see the hook rash. It's like dug into the bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. That's awesome. Um, this is the bull wake. So he makes a four by four as well. Um, I like the bull wake a little bit more. I feel it has a different sound than the four by four just because of the different resin formula for okay. it. But this thing right here gets big. So you can reel it super slow on the surface and it'll just clack right there and just swim mm. on the surface real slow. And you can crank it down like a crankbait. So it's like a big shallow crankbait. Mm. This is one of the first swim baits um, I had before. So I think it was like the Gantrell, then this guy. It, okay. it gets bit. I mean, this is, yeah, I don't know if you guys can see the hook rash. This is one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. Oh yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that one right there has been through a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> been through a lot. I love that. Yes. Have you, uh, have you fished tater hog stuff at all? Or do you know it? I have, I have, I, I have one or two of his, uh, hog fathers. They're mm -hmm. killer, killer baits. Yeah. They're, they're pretty neat. Yeah. They're pretty yeah, unique. Uh, Matt knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he has some cool stuff. Yes, definitely, awesome stuff for sure. Yeah, Nate, were you going to say something? I'm sorry, I thought I was, I was cutting you off there. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't going to say. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have anything. Okay, the hook right. rash on that on that bullshit's crazy though. That's 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 yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like a that's like a mark of honor, you know, when a lure sure. used that much, it's that scratched up. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So tell us about the uh, tell us about the the swim bait, soft swim bait, uh, frog thing. Okay. Sweet. So this is the uh, working class zero citizen six, and they also make a citizen seven. Um, I prefer the seven inch one. I just didn't bring it here, but this is the new one, so it has a head case harness. So you guys, I'm I'm sure you guys are familiar with uh, the hooks that you screw into the nose of the bait, and sometimes the nose like blows out after you catch a few fish on it. Like it just blows yeah. out. And you can't use the screw. Well, these ones, they have a screw inside of the nose 
like they have a hard a hard uh, resin piece inside the head that a pretty much like a little screw goes into. So I'll unscrew it here real quick for you guys. So basically that little screw right there goes into that hard resin core inside the head so you don't get the nose to blow out. So oh, this bait okay. can be used for a ton of fish, which is the cool thing about That's these smart. ones. So yeah, these are hard. the new citizens. The new citizens have these this head case harness in them. Um, the older ones do not. So the ones in the gray package have this head case harness, which is amazing. Okay. So it makes your baits just last extremely long. But basically, use just a big old weighted beast hook in there. Um, you can mm-hmm. use an unweighted one if you want. But this bait right here, I fish a lot around grass because it's pretty darn weedless. Um, you can okay. fish it through a lot of grass. I like to fish it top water in the summer. So we have these pretty thick pads. It's like these little tiny pads, but they're pretty thick. So you can throw a weighted beast hook on there and it'll still stay on top, even the seven inch mm. one. Okay. So you basically throw it out there and it just sits there on top of these little tiny pads. And like half of it sometimes will be like submerged underwater and you'll see it out there and you'll just fish it real slow. Sometimes you give it little hops like a frog mm. and it'll just kind of sit there and just pop around. Sometimes the mats are super thick and it just sits there and lays on its side, but it moves the mat because it's big and heavy. It's mm. like the seven inch one. I throw on those bigger mats and stuff. And Keith yeah. Wilson is the guy that I learned this from um, him talking about it on some other podcasts and stuff. Um, he's a guy down in Florida that does this with the citizens, but basically you just throw it out there and this tail will kick. If you're in, you know, a little bit more water with those tinier pads, smaller pads and do those fish just blow up on the dang thing. Like you'll watch oh, like man. a six pounder just blow up through this grass, this giant ball of grass on the <laughs> seven inch swim bait. Dude, it's way better than frog fishing. Honestly, like I don't throw yeah. frog as much in that stuff anymore. Like you're just fishing that dang thing on top of the grass and you watch that giant fish just come out and just mm. maul the thing. It's the best. Thing awesome. Ever. It's super but exciting. they're pretty darn weedless. Yeah. So that helps with that bait. Yeah. Right that's a dope setup. Yeah. That's a really good yeah, way to yeah, fish yeah. something that everyone else on planet earth is like, the only thing you can throw in there is a frog. Mm-hmm. So to be able to throw yeah. something different, looks different, feels different, big old hook on it. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. What a yeah, cool, uh, what a cool different tactic. I know it's like different than like most people throw. Like that's, that's why I was like, Oh dang, that's pretty cool. Whenever I saw like Keith Wilson, like has some videos on his Instagram about it. Sure. And I was just like, dude, that is so cool. I got to try this. Yeah. And I've been having some luck on it. It's it's pretty cool. It's like an yeah. exhilarating different way to fish top water. Ah, it's incredible. Golly. And then you can take that same bait <laughs> and not have any modifications and just throw the thing on the bottom. Like if you come to some open water or if you want to pitch it. Oh, sure. Yeah, like you're it's not doing like that with a frog. Day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you yeah. could probably. You can clip on some weights or whatever, but I guess, <laughs> yeah. Probably not the perfect, probably not the perfect bait for it. But it's just, you know, it's a jig, a frog. Uh, a swim bait all in one, you know, just yeah. everything. Yeah. But Gosh, it's pretty wild. I've yet, I've yet to do that with the nine inch battle shed. So mm-hmm. I want to try it this year with this thing in the pads. <laughs> it's nine inches though. I usually throw the seven inch one or the six yeah, that's inch a big one. Guy. Yeah. So this one's a lot of plastic right here, but yeah, that's, that's what what's I'm the, uh, this year. what's the bigger, what's the, what's the bigger mag draft? Is it an eight or a 10? Is there both? Yeah, they make a 10 and they make a six, eight yeah, and a 10. Eight and 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love the mag drafts. Those are those are good baits yeah. right there. What is this? Oh, this is an eight. eight. Yeah, this is an eight yeah. that I've I've caught fish on in <clears throat> lily pads. Even though obviously it's got the you know the the, the magnet treble whatever. Mm-hmm. So I do the other way of rigging it. You know where you can put the the treble like in the belly. Oh know, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. So you only have two hanging out instead of all three of them hanging out. Um, and I've caught some 
some pretty good fish throwing a big eight in lily pads oh, um yeah. where i'm essentially trying to swim it through more but like mm-hmm. there's something about it like you know the where they just don't they don't see that profile in there very often and yeah. like you said when they do hit it there's no subtlety to it it's an yeah, explosion they, they it's, <laughs> yeah it's like dropping a bowling ball from 40 feet into the water but <laughs> i mean it's so i've, it's I've actually missed some fish because of my you know my heart my heart rate triples yeah. i'm trying to set the hook and i turn into a little kid and yeah it's awesome but yeah you're right dude that's a cool way to fish and throw in a bigger one like that i don't know what it is yeah. it seems to it seems to really work yeah so, t- so tell us your feelings on the mag draft i mean i feel like that's a mm-hmm. probably one of the more known if not the most known like big soft body swim bait what do you think of them yeah it's a great bait i mean especially for like having like super good availability you can find the things everywhere now um they're pretty darn cheap they last a good you know a good while unless you're fishing mm-hmm. the ones with the beast hooks in them because the nose blows out sometimes they um, yeah, absolutely they're, does you know, they're they're good baits they catch some good fish i like them a lot i mostly throw the 10 just because the action is different like each one has a different action so like the weedless the you know unrigged ones have a different action than the six inch un- or rigged ones it's so like each one has a different action but they all have the same action it's so like they kind of move different. Like each one has a similar action to each other, mm-hmm. but they all kind of move slightly different. The 10 yep. has the most wiggle and likes to stay down the best. So it also has a bigger profile, which I like about it. Um, one tip about the mag drafts is you can take paper clips and cut them into a U shape and okay. use that to stick over the hook to keep it on there. So you pretty much have it there. Okay, yeah, that's all you're saying. Okay, you little trickster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hook stays there, and you can skip them under stuff. But I don't yeah. fish. The I was just gonna say that man, they man, they skip like an absolute flat stone. Oh man, they're perfect for that. I mean, oh, you can my save with HUD too. It's it's killer. Yeah, it's real. The the first time I ever threw this is funny. Uh, the first time I ever threw a mag draft, I had a bunch of them. I, it's, I feel like swim bait fishing is a lot like, um other types of fishing like if you're a jig guy and you really want to get into deep cranking you got a whole box full of deep cranks but then you go to the lake and you're like i'm just going jig fish because i'm good at jig fishing like i had you know i had quite a few mag drafts in a box that i hadn't thrown yet and i just kept on i didn't really know a ton about them i knew people fished them and caught them but i didn't know under what circumstances what to look for water clarity water whatever uh and lola and i on our honeymoon we were um we were fishing on some small lakes in wisconsin and i had a like that classic all white mag draft like not the not the freestyle but the regular one Mm-hmm. And I started throwing them around docks. And that's when I first realized, like, holy crap, these things skip better than a swim jig. It's just <laughs> like they would go so far into the docks. And I take like one crank, boom, I get lit by, I mean, you know, you get it into that spot and you do one little crank where you can feel the lure kind of straighten out and they just get mm-hmm. just smoke. Do you remember this? Yes. Holy crap, that's fun. I mean, that is a fun way to fish, dude. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> This Definitely. one, I, you, you're talking about the nose is blown out. This is a mag draft freestyle. Okay. Mag draft freestyle. Is that what you said? Hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what happened. So yeah, from cool the, from that big hook, they blow out pretty bad. Yeah, that's what's cool about um, the working class zero baits is they've got that head case harness. So they don't blow out. So it's amazing about them. That's really smart. So wait, if, the, if it blows out, do you still keep it? I don't. I, I mean, mean, I still have it. I don't know why it. I still have it, but yeah, I mean, that's just gonna get thrown away, honestly. <laughs> some people, like, yeah, some people super value. glue them back together and try to, you know, reuse them. That's yeah. Um, 
but it works yeah, sometimes. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, because well, kind of like yes. yeah, it's like gummy uh, and yeah, like with, cut apart. I've gotten I've had more luck with the with the mag draft. So this is one of the the six inch ones that I have, and I can't mm-hmm. really see it mm-hmm. here. But uh, I'll take one of the nail weights and put it right like right in the mouth oh, yeah. and kind of kind of angle it down right into the head. And I think it gives it a little bit more versatility uh, mm-hmm. for fishing it because it's, you know, a lot of times if you reel it a little too fast, it'll kind of blow out and yep. want to roll on you and stuff. So I, I like it because it'll allow you to fish it a little bit faster uh, if you need to. Yeah. And then also if you want to get it down a little bit deeper, it'll give it that nose, that little bit of nose fall and that wiggle on its way down. So yeah, totally. one of the one of the deals that I, I like to do with them is just right in the little mouth there. <laughs> yeah that's smart right yeah I, lo- I love the customizing i, I don't want to yeah. get you in trouble here brendan and you don't have to say a damn okay. thing if you don't want to um, is it controversial? Your- i love controversial topics okay yeah this, well, <laughs> I, I mean I it's potentially it's, it's potentially controversial oh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on like so yeah, yeah. many baits being essentially mag draft it's almost rude to say but mag draft knockoffs mm-hmm. imitators uh do i think like the zell dangerous swim bait is the exact same thing as a mag draft i don't Mm-hmm. I don't. Do I think it's really, 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 really close? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, the Nessie or um, I don't know. Like, Earthly what are your thoughts on that? Shed. Yeah, the Cole yeah, Shad. That's really the one I was looking yeah. for more. So, yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff? Oh, man. So I love I love these kind of topics. Um, I've talked about it. That, a bunch that's the Flag 170, show. right? This is the 255. I don't like oh, the big one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, even them, them being the same bait in different sizes – the size changes the action drastically. Right. This thing right here, yeah. I mean, you can reel it as a straight retrieve and change the speeds, and you can get like multiple different actions. It's wild. But um, back on that topic, it's uh, it's interesting. I love navigating this kind of topic. It's it's fun to me, I guess you'd say. But um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like I like thinking about that kind of stuff and being like, all right, I like testing the baits and figuring out, all right could you consider this a knockoff and could you not consider this one? So if we could just go off the mag draft, um, the mag draft was not the first one with the bottom hook on there. There's other baits out there that have been doing that for years, just like the Castaic one that you held up a little while ago. Castaic's been doing that with the bottom hook, Mm -hmm. the paddle tail and stuff. But honestly, it's most of these companies are just trying to get their piece of the pie that they want. Most people are like, oh, swim baits are the rage. All right, now we need to make a swim bait or something. You know, right. we, we've, we've got to keep on making money or whatever like that that they want. Um, the Cole Shad, I don't feel, is a knockoff of anything because it's different because you can you can reel it faster. It has a different yeah. kick. It doesn't have the nose wiggle that the Mag Drift has, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Berkeley's way of saying we want our piece of the pie. We want some sales. We want some people fishing these bigger baits made by us. The dangerous swim bait on there, on the other hand, because since Zaldane was um, sponsored or worked by with Megabass, Megabass for yeah, yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling that yeah, it's it's obviously a knockoff because number one, it's pretty much the same size, um, the six inch one, the face yep. details, everything from the lateral line, like it has mm-hmm. that, that that like ridge that comes out to the sides, yep, and the tail. And the fins and everything, it's just like, it's its obvious that it's a knockoff to me. Different action because it has a different plastic density. So the plastic density plays a big role into it. Um, they actually smell the same in the packages too. So it kind of oh, shows you that they're made with the same plastic yeah. in the same factory. <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah. its pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, and then on the flag deal, like 
I think I'm pretty sure I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I'm pretty sure Ike went over to Japan and saw some things. And yeah. that's what happened with the ghillie and the flag and probably some other baits yeah. Um, yeah. that they're probably going to be coming out with soon. We don't really know that at the moment, but yeah, yeah, that's he just saw some baits and he was like, all right, probably no one's ever seen this. We can probably <laughs> make our own version of it. Yeah, and we can I think it, you're right. You know, yeah. but I mean, the Nessie, honestly, the Nessie sucks. It's it's pretty horrible in the water. You can't. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard nothing yeah. but bad stuff about the Nessie. Wow. I've heard a lot of yeah. guys have bought them. Um, shout out to, uh, what's that feller's name? He's commented on a bunch of our stuff on social. I've, I've, I've exchanged uh, messages with him. Super cool cat. I am so sorry for getting your name, man. <laughs> Truly sorry. Uh, but he was just saying, I, yeah, I bought a bunch of Nessies, whatever. They were super cheap. And I was like, well, have you used them yet? He's like, no, but they were only like seven bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Derek. Derek something. Was it Derek Colbert? Derek Cal- it might have been him. I don't know if it was him that was talking about this, but um, but anyway, it doesn't whatever. Um, yeah, you should be able to find it semi easily. But um, yeah, I think that's what's happening is some people are Tanner buying Hartman. Maybe yeah, it might be Tanner Hartman. Wait, no, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, but yeah, people are getting them because they're cheap, they're affordable, they look kind of cool, and then I haven't really heard a ton of positive things about the Nessie or even like hmm. you know, um, Fish I think we talked about this. <laughs> Was it last week we talked about this? The um, Nate what is, was this one of my weird tangents I went off on last week? Is the uh, the Berkeley Credge, which is the Jackal Riser, which yeah. before that was the Lucky Craft um, Wander, which didn't have a lip but was a jerk bait that basically went upwards. What's this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but I yeah I, th- I think there's um there's always some form of like. I don't know if you want to call it a knockoff or whatever, but it's, it's pretty dang close, dude. Um, or yeah. even when we talked with Trey Harpel a few weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. and he was saying how like all these real manufacturers, all their reels are being built in the same factory by the same hands. <laughs> um, and they slap a different label on it and it's this reel versus that reel, you know? So yep. you know, unique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unique. Isn't always like the name of the, the game. Have you heard much about speaking? You, you said scent. And so it made my brain go here, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard anything? Um, give us your opinion. If you have on the sixth sense hangover. Oh yeah. 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 I've so heard that I it smells fish. really weird. I've, I've yet to hold one or fish one or buy one. Okay. Um, okay. Here's my thing is number one, it's not a knockoff. It has a shitty action. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) It's just, it has a pretty horrible action. I mean, like even Ben in the video said, as it's rolling over, as the slow sink one is rolling and doing weird stuff and has like a horrible looking ugly fall. Like, is it just like, kind of like, it just kind of like falls real dumb and just kind of like, it doesn't kick on the fall, which is a big thing for me um, that the 316 does. So um, yeah, that, that one is just, it doesn't have it for me. And Ben was like, well, it is what it is after he was showcasing that it, it rolls and it does weird stuff that it shouldn't do. You know, he just, right. he's like, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Go, go make your swim baits, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I don't have a grudge against him or really anybody. Um, I just put my opinion out there on what I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy uh, one of each of the sinking models and I'm mm-hmm. going to test them and sure. see. Um, but to me, the 316 one has been proven. It looks cool. It's a, it does look good. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, that's what I'm going to go with is if I'm going with the line through, it's going to be a 316. That's just what I'm going for. Yeah. You know, a lot of people yeah. are really angry about this stuff or burrito baits like Gail, Gail Radcliffe burrito baits. His baits mm-hmm. are really, really good. Yeah. They'll suck. Well, yeah, they must be because they're always sold out. 
Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> can't get them. You can't get them on a like hookup tackle. You can't get them on their website. You can't yeah. get them. They're always gone. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got some stuff on his site sometimes he launches, but most of the stuff he does now is through bullshad. So, like, they make the mm. uh, burrito. Um, they have they make a nacho as well, but his line throughs, like his ones that he does himself. <laughs> How do not have this stuff? Yeah, that's nacho, a good point. Burrito, yeah. hello. Taco tacos. He, he has a taco yeah. salad. I mean, you just look on his website for all the names. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that is true. Wow. Yeah, why, why aren't we hooked up with that? Yeah, check this out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's but, but like, um, I have some, not a ton, but I have some tattoos. And so sometimes people will ask me like, hey, where should I go to get tattoos? And I'm always like, dude, wherever you go, if you can get in that day, that's not the shop for you. Like, oh. like if you can book a tattoo right now when you go in, then they're not booked out far enough. They're probably not doing very quality work. If you're trying to go get you a dope swim bait and every time you go to the website, their baits are like readily available. That's probably a sign that, you know, like, like fish 30 acre. If you go to his website, there's never any inventory because he makes a big batch of it, does a bunch of painting and then sells the shoes off of it the second it comes out and then they're out until he can make more. Um, same thing with burrito baits and, and the mission stuff or like the 316 stuff. A lot of times, like they'll have some stuff, but it's sort of like that old trick. If you go to a bait shop and there's 15 DT sixes, look for that peg. There's only one left on because that's the juice for that area, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with like the 316 stuff, man, you go to their website and it's like, you can't find it um or not in the colors that are really like the jam but um yeah burrito stuff is sorry i kind of went in a, a weird circle there kind of like a, a glide bait but um the burrito stuff is dope yeah the burrito stuff is really really dope but yeah yes, that's fresh definitely and his baits are like well designed like he's a fisherman like he he knows what the bait should do and he knows yeah. what his baits do as well like a lot of guys i'm not going to be trying to name any names or anything like that but a lot of guys get into swim bait making and they'll make a batch of baits and they'll be like, all right, we're selling. I'm going to make a pre-order for, um, you know, all these baits. They're 200 bucks a bait and they can't deliver in the time that they said they were going to deliver the baits. Mm. You know, they, they can't make them or they have an issue or whatever. And I don't, I mean, personally, I, I like to be honest with the people. So I'm not going to take money up front for a bait either um, or a pre-order or whatever like yeah. that. But that's a, that's a big problem. Like some people actually just take the money and ran. They've got, they've got $10,000 of other people's money in swim baits oh and they just never deliver the baits. Like it's, it's kind of wild, Ew, you know, wow. it is, yeah. it's crazy, but yeah, I don't, I don't like any of that sort of stuff, but I, I try to go with the guys that know what they're doing, that have been doing it a while that have proven baits that will do what they say they're going to do. Yeah, and with a little bit of research, it's pretty easy to sift through the baloney and find mm -hmm. those companies that nobody says a bad word about. Yeah, yeah. Or the people that do say a bad word about it just have beef with them personally or whatever. Sure. Like it's just like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, like some like Mickey Ellis has some, some beef with some people. Like people just don't like him or whatever. Um, I don't know. They I probably know. still throw his baits though. <laughs> they yeah, probably still throw his baits. They don't like him, but they're still throwing his baits because they're that good. Yeah. yeah, they are that good. And they just yeah. look cool. Like they just like, they it's a good looking bait. This paint schemes matches everything. Like he's got some cool stuff. Tons of tons of color options too. I mean, oh, like yeah. for the for the soft stuff, tons of different color options. It's wild. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's a it's a popper right there, a popping shed. That's oh, sick. That's awesome. So it swims on the surface, and if you like speed it up, it kind of sounds like a whopper plopper, or you can pop it. It's just oh. insane. <laughs> he's uh, he's like weird. on another he's like on another universe with his face. Yeah, he's just stuff. he's doing stuff that people haven't even like messed with yet. 
Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Uh, well, Nate, Lola, let's 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 let this dude go. I got a couple other little questions in my head. Okay. Uh, but what, what else do you guys have? Anything else before we let this uh, swim bait genius off the line? No, I'm just absorbing it all. I know. I, I feel like I feel like a, I feel very spongy right now, just sort of <laughs> absorbing and trying to take it all in. I'm uh I'm gonna win every tournament that I fish this year just because of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. That's right. You are. No, that's, 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 the, that's the brown bait co guarantee. <laughs> Listen to him, and you'll win every tournament, hundred percent of the time. I, I, don't, I don't make promises I can't keep. Come on now, Your money back. Nate, <laughs> yeah. um, you got anything else? Uh, I mean, the only question I had was uh, going to be like, uh, what's your uh, what's your plan of action to target these uh, these teeners on that lake you talked about uh, earlier? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be like? What's the, you said you're fishing out of a boat mostly now. What's the boat set up like? Are you running live scope? Uh, you know, what's the, what's the deal? Yeah, that's good. yeah, I don't have any electronics. I've never owned electronics. I've never used them. I've oh, touched wow. them before. Um, I've never been in person when one is being used. Um, that's just what I am. I, I mean, I don't, I'd rather spend my money on a swim bait than a graph at the moment. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> eventually, eventually I'll that. Yeah, that's that nice. Is, that's neat. Like I want side scan so I can see like what structures on the bottom. So I don't have to drag a, a bait or a jig over top of the entire lake in the deeper parts. To figure okay. out. Yeah. yeah just to figure out where the cover's at. Yeah, so eventually yeah. I'll get something small, like a seven inch, something like that. Like something just as cheap as I can get um, to do that with. But that's I'm running like a 15 foot Duracraft aluminum John boat. I decked out, so I did like aluminum framing and did the whole carpeting and everything like that. Repainted it, Um, so it's from 1977. So it had like eight coats of lead paint on it. It was (laughs) it was pretty wild. That's cool. (laughs) But and a bunch of leaks and stuff. So I've got a a live well in it and everything. It's it's all rigged out. Um, Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet boat. It's the cool thing is is it's super durable, which I yeah. like, you know, cause I'm running into shallow water and I don't want to be, you know, blowing a hole in the thing. So, right. <laughs> so that's the boat set up and the way I'm going to try to target these fish is mostly with big swim baits. There's some other baits right. out there that I do throw that catch big fish, um, that I will be throwing at that lake to try to catch these big fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily it's going to be swim baits. Those baits have more specific windows that they need to be used in. Um, but I'm going to be doing some camping trips out there. The lake is like oh, 30 cool. minutes from me, but they've got like places to set a tent. So I'll just be like, all right, I'll dock my boat here and s- spend the weekend here or whatever. That's you know? awesome. So that way I can put like, that way I can fish there at night and put in, you know, tons of hours into mm-hmm. this lake. That's, that's the plan. But big soft baits is where I'm probably going to be throwing the most. Um, nice. Heck just, yeah. because, just because I feel like it's like probably the better, you know, tool to use for those bigger fish but of course the workhorse i can't i can't stop throwing the thing like it's caught me more uh, <laughs> five six pounders out of that lake and sevens um yeah it's it's insane but there's yeah that's what is that hey what what does that glide bait cost uh i think it's 290 280 okay. somewhere yeah. around there but yeah yeah it's a killer killer bait like if you can find one used you might be able to find it for 200 bucks like i think i saw some the other day but usually i try to like if i see one that's cheap i try to snap it up before you know someone else does if it's a good color because yeah, <laughs> i lose them like, I lose oh them it's sometimes. a good price oh brendan got it yeah Crap. gone <laughs> yeah forget it gone like like if you see a bone one on there i'm i'm gonna try to grab it like that's the color for here how often like, are you color. how often are you on there looking for stuff Every day, usually, <laughs> usually, usually hourly. Um, oh, that's awesome. Dude's got it, uh, dude's got it bad. It. I'm, dude's I'm got it bad. 
Yeah. Wow. I'm but you know what? Swimbait Nation, Swimbait Universe, Swimbait Underground. Um, I've got buddies here and there everywhere that try to look for me. I call tackle shops every time if they've got an order in. So it's I, like a little obsession, it. just like a little. A little bit. A slight obsession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's all in, dude. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it a lot, man. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is I'm thinking as you say that for that for that, uh, for that that bait, 290, 280, whatever, mm-hmm. people who don't know are probably like, holy Lord. But in 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 the big glide bait, in, like, that's not that insane of a price. It's really I mean, not. This one's, and it's catching your fish. This is, this is the papa version of it. I mean, that's the bigger that's one. Big daddy. <laughs> wow. It's that's 10 crazy. ounces. <laughs> wow. 10 ounces. Holy heavens. You feel like you're throwing a, a brick? It is. It, it sounds like a brick. Yeah. Have you caught fish like, on it? Uh, I did catch a three pounder on it. Um, that's crazy. So that's it. I haven't put a ton of time in with it. Yeah. So that's probably why I haven't caught any big fish off of it yet. So mm-hmm. only done, Do you like, dabble in any of the super crazy Japanese stuff, um, Roman made or whatever else? Yes, I have a lot yeah. of JDM stuff. That's another yep. obsession. I do mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of JDM spinner baits, chatter baits, um, some of the other crank baits that they make. I have some older discontinued Japanese balsa baits that sure. not many people know about that I like. Yep. There's yep. a yeah, I, I, every, basically everything in fishing. I don't own a spinning rod. I'm not throwing the tiny stuff. Like I don't throw sure. any of that. Like that's pretty much the only thing I'm not into. <laughs> okay. Do you have any? Um, do you have any mega bass balsa stuff? No, I do not. I want they one of the ones some... that they did. Yeah, they have some dope stuff. I, yeah, I have a couple, but not much. Yeah, they, they they have some really rad stuff. But that's um, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So sorry. So the question I wanted to ask number one is: if people want to get on board with what you have going on, how can they find mm-hmm. you? Social, YouTube, website, whatever. How can they find where you're at? Yeah. So um, my Instagram is just Brown Baitco. That's one word. Um, I'm also on Facebook. It's Brendan Owen Brown. Um, that's my Facebook name or whatever. Um, and then I'm also on YouTube. I used to do a podcast bi-weekly on my mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Um, yeah. now I do it every week on Jermaine's channel. So he's my, like he, we're, we're, we're brothers in podcasting pretty much. So mm-hmm. we used to do it right. weekly one week on his show, another week on my show, another week on his show. So we basically bounce it around. So, um, it's moved completely over to his channel now because I don't care about, you know, growing too much on my channel. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll spend my time fishing and podcasting with you, helping you <laughs> yeah. grow your channel. So his channel is Mainstream Fishing. Yeah, um, and he's a super cool state, dude. right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a super cool dude. We do podcasts. We've got a ton of you know swim bait guys on there. We've had a mm-hmm. bunch of other guys on there. It's it's fun. But yeah, my YouTube channel is Brown Baitco. I do sporadic lives on there from my shop. So I'll be building baits and doing a live stream at the same time. So sometimes it'll be in the morning, in the middle of the day, at two o'clock at night. Just you know, whenever, yeah, whenever I'm out that's there, awesome. yeah, nice. But yeah, so every Monday at 9:30 p.m. Eastern, I'll go live with Jermaine on his channel, Mainstream Fishing. So awesome. this week we have Adrian Dean from Scales and Tails on there. So he's okay. a big swim baiter in the north. Yeah, big smallmouth guy. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and you've had uh, you've had TK on there, right? Tacklecraft. Yep. Yeah, yep, a couple uh, of times. Yeah, I was gonna say more than once. I think. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he's a wealth of knowledge. He's he seems like a pretty pretty intelligent feller and then uh, okay the last one is this <laughs> yeah the last one is this so we, we talked a lot about technique and how to fish these swim baits and whatever um mm-hmm. what's the number one tip you would say 
to get somebody better at swim baiting. You know, you did say spend time with it, like, like figure it out. Um, yep. What does that mean? Um, what are you looking for? What, what are you throwing swim baits at? Uh, for me, when I get any new lure and maybe it's because I'm an idiot and this is so basic, it just works for me. Uh, but when I get any lure, I, you know, I, I like to, up here in Wisconsin, we're mostly clear lakes and stuff. The water's pretty, pretty crispy. Um, I'll just throw it off the front deck of the boat and like watch it in the water and I'll reel it in fast. I'll reel it in slow. I'll do little hand pops with it. Um, I'll jerk it if it's a jerk and just kind of see how it works and see what I think is going to work best on a longer yeah. retrieve. What do you do? What, what, what advice would you say to somebody who wants to take their swim baiting from a level three to a level six? Like what's the next step? Well, I mean, I'm hoping that taking swim bait to the next level would be fishing one body of water and dedicating it to learning those baits and those fish because fish mm-hmm. in different bodies of water act completely different. So maybe try to bring only your swim baits, mm-hmm. bring ones that are proven and put time in with them on one specific body of water. So that way you learn those fish and some lakes don't even like, I, I can't catch fish at a certain lake on swim baits. Like I just can't like they mm-hmm. eat a spinner bait, like, crazy out there like i've got sixes and sevens and eights on there out on a spinner bait but i can't buy a bite on a swim bait or a chatter bait like it's the weirdest thing so like fish are super weird like their behavior it's just interesting to learn that but fishing a swim bait in those in a specific place in a specific time is not really something i do um i should say i don't preach throw i don't i don't preach throw swim bait whenever it's cloudy or whenever it's windy or whatever like that sure sure sure. there, there's such a broad spectrum of you know weather patterns out there and different baits and different actions and different fish and water clarity and everything goes into it that you just can't really like get a definite answer you, know, you yeah. just gotta have to go out there and throw it in all conditions so that's a big thing is throw it in the spring put in a couple of days fishing in only your swim baits in the spring um you know put in a couple of days worth in the summer in the fall in the winter just put time in with it in every scenario time and place that you can fish pretty much so just putting time in with it is the biggest thing you can do because you're learning your fish you're learning your body of water you're learning when the swim baits work for you what swim baits work for you what ones don't you're learning your fish's behavior because it's a different bait it's a big bait calls fish up there's just so many different things you can go into with it yeah well, dang, golly, thank you, dude. Seriously, this yep. is amazing. Oh. Swim bait. I feel like that was Heck swim bait yeah. 101 and maybe a little bit like 201. You know, I feel like, I feel like we kind <laughs> of eased into it. <laughs> no, you have nothing to do. I love it. I, I thought it was great, man. I'm, I'm really excited to, to use some of this stuff. And um, there's just there's something so fun about throwing a big swim bait, like watching it yes. swim, watching it glide, or like, you know, it's like, it's like, um, I don't know if you ever, if you use a popper a lot, if you're mm-hmm. tuned into using a popper, you get like a bleep. Bloop, bloop, and you get a good bloop, and you're like, that was a good bloop. You yeah. know, like you throw a swim bait, it's the same thing on, on like getting it, getting that, that action just right. And you get the one extra just right where you want it to glide, or you get it to turn mm-hmm. just right. And it almost makes fishing it, it's almost as much fun as catching a fish on it. You know, it's, I, it there's is. something really, really addicting about it. It's really cool. But, it um, man, yeah. So thank you so much for your time, Brendan. Thank of course. You. No this, I learned so Heck much. Yeah, man. Yeah, we appreciate it, dude. Well, thank you guys yeah, for having no, me on. It's no, always no. Fun to chatting. <laughs> yeah, thank you a ton. So you can go ahead and hang up. We appreciate you times 10. And um, yeah, thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you all. Have a good one. All right, brother. We'll see you later. Thanks. Peace. What do you think, Nate? Man, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's surprising 
the wealth of knowledge out of you know a 19 year old like that was <laughs> like that was he's smart like yeah he's like smart. smart intelligent like he knows what he's talking about like that was that was that was awesome like um i think yeah, i'm stoked i'm Sorry, I'm more excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more excited about this upcoming season and uh, and yeah. slinging some big baits around uh, this year. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I uh, this is not really like a big whoop. Truly, I'm not saying this to like try and downplay something, but I don't know for sure if I'm going to be fishing the club that I normally fish um, this year. Um, it's not a diss on them. It's not an anything. It's just life and schedules. Schedule. And um, they release where they're going to be fishing at primarily this year and they're, they're farther away. And, you know, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but the one thing I do like is if I'm doing more and I do truly actually believe it's not just a saying, I really do believe all fishing is fun fishing. Yeah. Cause if it's not, then like, you know, what the heck are we doing? Um, but I do believe if I'm not fishing as many derbies. I really want to dedicate more time to swim bait fishing. And I actually said that a couple of weeks ago, I said that I wanted to focus on jerk bait fishing and big swim bait fishing. Yeah, you did. Also, I think I'm going to dream about this all night like all of the things i learned <laughs> hopefully don't hopefully dream about I'll alligators like a genius in the morning. Yeah. i don't want no, gators no in my gators. dreams that is yeah. a straight up nightmare yeah. and no thank you um what's really neat about about him too was um he made me kind of think slash remember some stuff um and really get pumped up about just the variety of baits that are available for soft to hard to big glide baits to yeah. like the DRT clash, the stuff that has like lips on it. Um, there's just so much variety out there and what you can throw and how you can throw it. Um, it's a little overwhelming. It is, but in like a really cool way. But it's way. nice that he's like, this is what's proven. Okay. Thank yeah, you for he, narrowing he it was, down. Yeah, and he was like, grab three baits. <laughs> yeah. Grab three and yep. get comfy with them. Like find stuff that's proven. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're just starting because he's spot on. Like if you're just starting with swim baits and you buy some thinking that they look cool, but they're actually garbage. Yeah. They're not proven. You know, they're not 316 like, stuff or whatever, real, but it looks good. I think. And you're out there trying to yeah. catch fish on a non-proven bait that doesn't actually, all you're going to do is frustrate yourself and not want to do it anymore. Yep. Um, this is another random one that I just pull out of my box. This is a, this is a live target swim bait. I think it's just called like the herring or something. I have a couple poking himself put myself a couple colors in it and it <laughs> these are so cheap and they work so well uh i don't know how well you can yeah that's good oh yeah you yeah. can see it it's got the, the yeah. hole is actually clear like it's got this big gunk of plastic oh yeah clear. these things i don't know if you can see it's really trans it's really trans this is two different colors um it's really translucent these colors. things are yeah Huh. One's kind of brown. One kind of has like a pearlescent purple They're in it. Very close. They're close. Um, but you can skip these for a mile under a dock. They get bit. They hook up every time because they have a really big bait or a really big wide gap hook in them. Um, yeah, there's just a million varieties out there. This is another one yeah. that I don't think I've ever shared on here. This is almost embarrassing, but this is a optimum that swim bait. Weird. This has I saw to you be holding that, and I was like, yeah. what does he have in his hand? This optimum swim bait. I put a VMC bladed hybrid treble with a little blade on it. This swim bait has to be 120 years old, 30 years old. Okay. Has to be, has to be 30 years old, maybe older. Look at this thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see it on camera. Were you chewing on it? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> it's like a fruit roll up fruit by the foot. Yeah. It's all melted and crazy looking from being in a box. 
I don't know. Can you hear what he's saying, Nate? Yeah, yeah, I can hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've caught so many fish on this thing. It's crazy. And I haven't thrown this for years because now it's like starting to get dried up and I, I don't want to lose it. Just put it up but on the like, wall. This one, I literally, all I would do is throw it out there and, and slow reel it back in. And this giant long tail would just spin and fish would just, I mean, they would just, and again, this is a very like that castaic one. Like as a kid throwing this, when you get a bite on it, you're throwing it, you're wanting to catch fish on it. But when the fish actually bite, it's absolute shock every time. <laughs> it's like holy crap it worked like it's like <laughs> like that's part of what makes it so fun it's like oh my gosh i actually caught a fish on this stupid looking thing but um man that was fun yeah that was really fun talking to that dude um people if you if you don't please check out that that feller's podcast um his social media stuff uh I mean, good, good lord 19 years old sharp as attack sky's the limit for that dude i feel like um yeah and just sure. a humble genuine human being you know that's what it's really all about because if you're if you're a doctor and you're prescribing medicine to somebody and you're a total dick about it, you're not going to want to take the medicine. You know, yeah. bedside manner is important. But if you're intelligent and you're articulate and you're humble and you have a non-assuming vibe like Brendan, then I think it's really easy to take what he <laughs> and says. There's to passion heart. behind what he's talking about. Totally. It's like because he has this knowledge and he's just happy to share it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Happy to share it. Like he was like stoked to barf it out. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Even 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 to the point where he said he's got a couple, you know, entry level swim baits that he like loans out to people that are getting. Yeah, started. that's oh my cool. gosh. That's, I that's love awesome. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. really neat. Who else is doing that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, really, that's cool. really cool for yeah. sure. Um, so before we wrap it up tonight, um, thank you guys for sticking with us. We love these longer podcast where we can kind of get in depth on stuff um, please make sure you are supporting the people who are supporting us uh Giltech, yes please maker of some incredible we should we should get i don't know if he fishes regular boot tail swim baits but if he does we should get brennan some Giltech swim baits easily the yeah. best you know four or five inch um boot tail swim bait i've ever thrown um tracks straight runs great tons of wiggle awesome color options um and you can only get the giltech stuff that we're sponsored by at hook and arrow supply co.com um hook and arrow supply co.com um awesome shop in um northern wisconsin run by a guy named brian who's just an honest hard-working fella car guy he's building a house right now like he's building it himself um he's just one of those dudes everything he does is built right thought through intentional um Grizzly Coolers and Kenai. That's an awesome company to be working with based in Decorah, yeah. Iowa, making really smart stuff. Um, Nate's wanting some some more stuff from Grizzly, like that giant yes, man-sized jug yes, looking thing. I need yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, just some cool stuff, man. And 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 we're we're stoked to be working with them. It you know, that's another one. It's not like we're reaching out to every company on the market. Oh, you make coolers work with us, whatever, like we are so honored to work with them. We don't want to work with anybody else. Yeah. You know, they're doing some cool stuff. Um, and then, like I said, we got that new sponsor um, from Nike. I mean, oops. <laughs> Stop. What, what if we did? What if we got sponsored by some giant? What if we got sponsored by GM or something? They're like, oh these idiots get that spot. They don't even know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, but we do got the new one that we'll, we'll drop on you when we can, which we're really, really pumped about. It's a very specific to us uh, type thing from a big company that we're humbled to be to be working with working class bow hunter make sure you check them out working class um part of part of their podcast network um what do you think about working class lola i love them i think love they're them. great i think they're real i think they're funny i yeah. think they're knowledgeable yeah 
I love it. That's a that's a great summary. Honestly, real <laughs> funny it knowledgeable. Is for sure, yeah. they've got they've got all the goods over there. So we appreciate those guys and all they do for us. And uh, hopefully, we're we're doing enough for them. Yeah, that's, that's a good <laughs> way know? of saying it. For real. Hopefully, we're not letting them yeah, down. They're exactly. like, golly, when are they going to start working for us? You know, we're oh. putting our you know, yeah. Um, so check all that stuff out. Uh, make sure you look at us uh, on the interwebs. <laughs> look at us. Make sure to look at us. Boys getting tired. I know. Your boys getting tired. Make sure to check us out. Tacklingtacos.com. So um, our merch shop is open. We've been loving selling t-shirts and stickers and hats to everybody. So tacklingtacos.com. Check that out. Uh, what else, Lola? What are we missing? Social media? Tackling tacos. There it is. YouTube? <laughs> Tackling tacos. Website? Tacklingtacos.com. That's really bad. That was very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I think it's time for I'm so, bed. I'm so glad that I hit the sound effect Why properly. Why is it still going? <laughs> so long. Okay, I'm All ready right. for bed. All right, so that's it. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you uh, stay tuned to what we got going because we are we are love doing this for you. We're going to keep it moving. Um, you say we are love doing this. We love doing this, and we are going to keep it moving. Let's listen back. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, Nate, give us, give us the, uh, give us the tagline. Let's get up out of her. That's it. Positivity is worth the effort. Peace. Bye. Guac and roll. Guac and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Over there, sir, mix a lot. Yeah, with the with the one with the one button. Mm-hmm.